Hastings College football is on the air, and this is Countdown to Kickoff. We begin each game day with the Tony Harper pregame show, brought to you by Glenwood Telephone. They've been serving central Nebraska for over 50 years. Call 866-756-4746 or visit online at shopglenwood.net. Now, here's the voice of the Broncos, KHAS Sports Director Mike Will. Good afternoon. Welcome to Hastings College football action here this afternoon on 1230 KHAS on the road with the Broncos today in Fremont as Hastings gets set to take on the Midland University Warriors. We'll spend a couple of minutes with Hastings head coach Tony Harper. And coach, welcome back from a uh, from a bye week. Back at it again. I'll tell you what, did you miss me at all? I, I missed you last week. I appreciate hearing that. My wife did not say that. She wanted to know if I could go to a game last Saturday. <laughs> I, I did. I took my uh, bye week on last Saturday and then uh, checked out some football action. So Hastings uh, back at it. we got three games left now in the uh, 2015 season. Midland this afternoon, Dort next week, and we finish things off with uh, Nebraska Wesleyan. What's the message to the team as we kind of enter the, the second season, so to speak? Basically, we're topping off our gas tank. You know, that bye week came at a pretty good time. We got to uh, hopefully get a couple guys. You know, we didn't lose a lot due to injury so far this year, but there's the Knicks and the Knacks and things like that. So we really wanted to focus on refilling the tank and getting that energy level back up, getting a little bit more healthier. Um, and then the next thing was just make sure we reevaluated ourselves offensively, defensively, and special teams. We did a lot of things this past week and a half that we kind of do during two-a-days. You know, we did a lot more uh, specific drills and special teams. We did a lot more tackling defensively. We did a lot more one-on-one or partnered work um, offensively. So we really bared it down and, and tried to clean a lot of the things up. Any problems uh, restarting the engine, so to speak? No, not really. And, you know, to be honest with you, Coach McCauley spoke to the team on Sunday, and uh, we, we got the Watch Warm McLaughlin Trophy, and he walked in and he told a story um, that I think really resonated with the guys. And so they know – you know we're playing for something, and that's something with these with these teenage these young guys nowadays. If you could put something in front of them, you know they'll be like, "Oh, well, yeah." Now I get what coach is saying. So, um, no, we really we really had pretty three pretty good spirited practices this week. Yeah, playing uh, for the Watchorn uh, McLaughlin Trophy. We'll just get that that right away. It's one of the the only traveling trophies we've got here in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. We've had it in the last year or so. Just kind of talk about that a little bit. Well, it's a it's a very unique trophy. You know, it's uh, the two winningest coaches from both Hastings College and Midland University, and Coach Watchorn and Coach McLaughlin, um, two coaches that that really. Um, not trying to take anything away from anybody, but those are the two guys that really established these two programs. Um, and obviously, when you're only three hours away from each other, you played in the old NIAC, you've, you've recruited against each other for hundreds of years. And so there's a lot of uh, good good blood, um, good good rivalry going on with that. We all recruit the same type of kids. Coaches know each other and things like that. So, you know, and it, it's good for us because with Coach Molly McCauley being from Fremont, he played at Hastings College, then he went back to Fremont and coached at Midland with Coach McLaughlin, and now he's back at Hastings College. So he adds a little bit more flavor to it. That, that trophy's had some miles on it, too. It's a <laughs> traveling trophy. It's in Hastings, and it's in Fremont. We've had it the last year, but Midland had it uh, the year before that. We had it the, the two years before that, and it was back up at uh, Fremont again. So it's got a lot of miles on it. It really does. It's a back-and-forth series, you know, and you're talking about miles on it. Uh, when we got it from them last or two years ago, three years ago up there in, in Fremont, um, some coach happened to just drop it after they were celebrating after the game. I don't know who that was, but I had to fix that situation. <laughs> 
Oh, super glue. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did a country style. We put a little duct tape on her, wrapped her up, and got her going. That's what we're playing for here this afternoon, in addition to a pretty good football game. You guys coming off of a, a strong performance, I thought, the last time we were on the field against the Northwestern. We lost the ball game 24-17, to but a lot of good things came out of that game. A, a lot of good things. You know, we had uh, one special teams breakdown early that, that uh, cost us some points. Um, but besides that, I thought special teams performed extremely well, especially with our punt game. I thought offensi- uh, offensively. Against, uh, what, a top three ranked team in the nation defensively, we were able to move the ball, put some points on the board. I think the defense, we we were able to make those guys um, pretty one-dimensional. You know, I think we only gave up a little over 100 yards on the ground, which that's one of the top ranked offenses running the ball in the nation. So, you know, the biggest thing that I wanted to see coming out of that game, obviously, is I wanted us to have more points than they did. But I also, more importantly, I wanted to see how our kids would respond from the previous game, which was against Morningside, and that wasn't even a close ball game, to be quite honest with you. I wanted to see if, if we were folding up our tents or we're driving the stakes in the ground a little bit harder. And I think our players, our coaches, uh, really drove those stakes in a little bit harder, and I think they played and competed hard. And I thought uh, you know we could be proud of what we did this past Saturday, or two Saturdays ago. We, we've been talking about uh, the rushing attack for the past couple of ball games. Ran for 113 against a very stingy defense. Did it with, uh, what, three guys in the contest? Garante and uh, Jake Fowler and uh, Taj Willingham. Is that the rotation we're going to see probably for the rest of the year? I think so, uh, because all three of them bring a little bit different thing to the to the game. Um, Jake is more of a multi-purpose guy that can get uh, some power scheme. He can catch that ball out of the backfield. you got Darvante, um, who's got a little bit more wiggle-waggle to him, can hit that uh, seam and push vertical right now. And then you got Taj who has a great understanding of the inside-outside zone scheme where he understands there's one jump cut and we got to go. So all three of them a little bit different. Plus, we don't have the big bruising back like a lot of teams in the league do, so we want to not just wear the the tread out on the tires on just one guy. And when you got three or four talented guys, we just got to get them carries. One uh, negative coming out of that thing, we lose one of our uh, uh, most experienced offensive linemen in uh, Landon Arnold. He is a uh, through for the season, but that's a big blow for us on the offensive line. It really is because Landon can do can do it all. I mean, you know, he he's been here with us as a senior this year. Um, I think he's been starting about every game since he's halfway through his freshman year. He took over for a young man who also hurt his foot, you know, way back then. So Landon's a guy that came in as a guard out of Millard North. We knew he could block. We knew he had good athleticism. Then we had to move him to center last year. Um, was that, and then we put him back at guard halfway through this season. He's just a guy that knew the scheme inside and out. He was an athletic offensive lineman. He's not, he's not going to walk off the dog and look like a six foot four giant, but he's going to walk off the dog, and you know you have a very good football player that knows exactly what's going to go on and what's happening. He's had a great attitude this week. He's coached the young guys, but we are going to miss Landon's leadership and his ability. Bo Bruning will be stepping in in his place, uh, another senior who's had a lot of playing time there on the offensive line. So Bo should be all right there at the left guard. Yeah, he's got a lot of experience. Coach O, um, our offensive line coach, has moved Bo from tight end to tackle to guard, back to tackle. We moved him a lot around. He's a senior. He understands the scheme um, as well. we got a couple young guys, too, that we're going to take a long, hard look at this past week, and Tanner Stock from uh, Gretna and Blaine Morrow from Grand Island Senior High. Those are two young men that have very bright futures here. So it's Hastings and Midland here this afternoon in Fremont. we got a lot to talk about uh, about the Midland Warriors. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a break here and come back and talk about Midland as the Tony Harper pregame show continues after this. 
Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. Back with the coach as we stay closer to game time here this afternoon. Hastings and Midland on the road here in Fremont. Uh, the opposition today, Coach, they lost to Dort last week 24-17. Monday, they fire their coach in Josh Gearing, and they bring down the athletic director out of the administration office, Dave Gillespie. He's going to be the, the coach here this afternoon for Midland and for the rest of the season. How's that change? How's that change our preparation for this game? Well, to be honest with you, uh, there were some tweaks that we were putting in in all three phases of the game, and uh, we kind of dabbled in it a little bit last week because we know we had that bye and we didn't have to really push the kids too much mentally. And then uh, coming in as the coaching staff on Sunday when we had our staff meeting, we had heard things, um, and we sat back as a defensive staff and an offensive staff, and we all said, okay, let's let's not overload these guys. Let's not overwhelm our guys. Let's see kind of what's going to happen because we got to make sure we get concerned about ourselves before about the whoever we're playing. Everything came down on Monday. We sat back down as a coach's staff, and we said, okay, Let's not let's let's prepare the guys. This we're not going to hide from them. We're not going to lie to them. It's in today's society with the social media, they're going to know all this rigmarole. They probably knew about it before I did, you know, because I don't do that whole internet thing <laughs> and all that stuff. But so what we told the guys um, on Monday, which has kind of been the same message throughout the whole season, was all right, guys. And it, but this was the best case for us, to be quite honest with you, because we said, listen, we don't know what we're going to see. They've been in a 4-3. They might come out in a 3-4. They've been the number two ranked pass offense. They may come out and they may try and run some wishbone or some speed options, some different things like that. So we went back to our basics, offensively, defensively, and said, listen, be prepared now throughout the game to make slight adjustments. And we've had a period here, a period there in practice. We said, okay, if we're seeing this, this is what we're going to do. But, uh, you know, for us, we have to really check our emotions in this game. Uh, Midland's going to be playing and flying extremely high, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I don't know the whole situation. It's none of my business. I'm not going to concern myself with it. But I know they're going to be playing hard for Coach Gillespie and those other coaches. So I told the guys throughout this week we have to maintain our composure. We have to make sure our expectations, our energy level is high, and we never waver. You're a football coach. How much can a new person really put into an offense or a defense in, what, four practices? You know, here's what I think, and it's funny that you asked me this question because about a year ago at this time, we made a change defensively. Um, but all of the coaches were on staff. Um, you know, Coach Gillespie, he's got a great history, a great tradition of being a coach, but he hasn't been in the meetings every single day. He hasn't been at every single practice like the two coordinators and Coach Gehring was. So, you know, I think he could – He's going to have a fresh set of eyes, if you will, because he's a football coach. At the end of the day, he's coached football at the highest level. So he's going to know, okay, well, we're not going to maybe change our whole philosophy, but instead of running the fold with the tackle, we may want to run the fold with the guard or something small technically uh, sound like that that he may want to see. But we don't expect them to change, like I said, from a 40 front to a 30 front and from a number two pass ranked offense to running the true wishbone. So maybe a couple tendencies, and that's why for us, 
we have to communicate from our coaches up in the box to us on the sidelines, from us on the sidelines to our players that are coming off the field. We have to make sure we're seeing the same thing and we're saying the same thing. It could be a game today where we got to make a lot of adjustments and on the fly today. It definitely is, and that's kind of something we've prepared the guys for. I think our offensive coaches have had a very good two weeks of practice, to be quite honest with you, because they've done some things where coaches have been in different positions on the field and, and, and done some things like that to, to kind of simulate this game. Uh, Coach Mo, Coach Kamara, Coach McCauley, Coach E, and Coach O, it's kind of just a weird dynamic. You know, we may be going on the north side of the field, but a couple offensive coaches may be on the south side with phones on just to see, okay, make sure we're all saying the same thing. So hopefully that works out for us. Is that why we didn't uh, install the tweaks that we wanted to? Is that trying to keep this game as simple as possible in the uh, attitude, I guess, that we could see some things? Yeah, I definitely. And I'll tell you another reason, though, too, you know, not to go backwards two weeks, but when you play the – 15th or 14th ranked team in the nation or whatever they were at the time and we were able to put points on the board which we haven't been able to do against those guys for the last few years um to be able to to slow their their run game down defensively like we had we didn't want to tweak a lot of stuff because our guys right now got some confidence and we just need to continue to build on that all right let's uh, talk about midland what we at least expect to see here today uh they got a, a pretty good offense it's uh, about uh, an average offense sitting fifth and sixth uh, as far as most of the offensive statistical categories are concerned. You know how I like numbers. It all starts uh, with her quarterback again, a good one. He is very dynamic. He he is a guy that can hurt you with his feet. He's a guy that can hurt you with his arm. Where he's most dangerous, though, is when they run that zone read scheme and they're trying to read that defensive end on a give or keep like everybody else is doing in America right now. They've added an extra dimension to it where they're going to read the DN. If the DN crashes down, he's going to pull the ball. But at the same time, they got routes being ran, whether it's a bubble, a hitch, or a hitch and go, and verticals, and things like that. So basically, on every play for those guys, he's got three options: a give, a keep, a throw. And I know that kind of sounds simple, but it's it's a tough scheme to defense. To be quite honest with you, he runs it extremely well. He throws a short game extremely well. Um, he is a very tough football player. Um, you know, I think he's probably in my time here. Probably one of their better ones that they've had, to be quite honest with you. So defending that pass in a in a scheme that looks like a run, that's going to be a, a major thing today. It, it really is because our inside linebacker, you know, with us running the 4-2, um, we told we got to stop the run. And, and we're going to try, try and do that the best we can with six guys in the box, not really moving that inside linebacker out too much. We might make a couple adjustments here or there. But it's really going to come down on our overhang player and our safety. So we got to make sure we read our keys. We keep our eyes out of the backfield because that's, you know, you go back to the third week of the season against Dome when they got us on a halfback pass a couple times, things like that. We were peaking. We can't peak. We got to focus on our man if we're playing man to man. And if we're playing our zone concept, we got to make sure we're in our zone and we're sinking or floating out like we need to. So that's uh, the Midland quarterback. He's a good one. He's out of uh, California, six foot, one hundred and seventy pound junior. They got a couple of uh, wide receivers too. They're, they're go to guys. Uh, the Kamaka guy out of uh, Hawaii, and then another California. Looks like his uh, high school uh, buddy out there in uh, California, Javante Williams. I tell you what, them cats can run. 
I mean, they can get out and run. And Coach Mandelko made that comment the the last week when we got their film, actually. He's like, those guys are behind the DBs a lot of the times. You know, against Concordia, um, who I think is one of the top three teams in the conference this year, um, Midland took him to overtime. I think Midland's got the best secondary in the conference. and uh, Or, excuse me, Concordia's got the best secondary in the conference. And those guys were able to get behind him and hit some big pass plays to keep that confidence rolling. So they can get out, they can run, the quarterback can get the ball to him. And the thing with their guys up front, they are huge. I mean, they can, they block out the sun, you know, and they do a really good job with their zone protection and things like that. So it's a dangerous offense. It looks like it's a – a pass-first type of offense. They don't uh, rush the football for a lot. It looks like they want to throw the ball around. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not going to surprise you one bit with your stats and everything, but I, I was talking to old Nick Blasnitz the other day, and he goes, now, did you know Midland was the number two-ranked pass offense in the conference or something like that? And I'm like, no, no, you're wrong on that. He's like, no, coach, here it is. So, you know, I, I don't look at stats. I don't get hung up on stats or anything like that, but uh, – that run-pass combo that they got, you know, they can get out and do some things. And then in some of their games, they've been behind early, so they've had to throw the football. I think that adds a little bit to it. But they're a team that if we're breaking it down, which we did do, you know, they're about as close to 50-50 as you can be. When you do run-pass, they're about 54 um, to about 46 run to, or pass to run. So it, it's, a, it's a balanced offense. Yeah, Nick was right. They're number two uh, passing. They're, they're, they're dead last, though. In in a rushing. (laughs) Well, I don't know what we're going to do except try and tackle and stop the run. (laughs) That's the uh, Midland offense you talked about. uh, Defensively, these guys are pretty – they've had some problems over there. They give up a lot of points and a lot of yards, but they got some uh, good guys over there. They do, and I really like what their new coordinator's done over there. Um, You know, in talking to Coach Moe, They've taken their inside linebackers from last year, which were kind of bigger guys, and they put him down at defensive ends, so you got the speed off the edge. Okay, So they took their defensive ends from last year, put them on the interior because they're not maybe – they're bigger, so they don't really bump guys outside the box. They want to stop the run, and they got two interior D linemen. Their tackles, um, their three tech, and their shade. You know, they're big, but they're strong. They anchor a gap. They're a type of guys that you could two gap with them if you wanted to. So it's going to take a, a lot of work because we're not exactly huge ourselves up front. But defensive line wise, they're they're really good at what they do. A couple of uh, good linebackers, like we say, each and every week. They've got uh, the Rodriguez kid and a kid out there at safety that's caused a lot of damage uh, for people, uh, Brock Dunn. So, like we said, they got some people. They just have problems right now stopping people. Yeah, and I tell you what, you know, and watching some of their films and some things like that, they, they've played against some pretty explosive offenses like a, like a Kansas Wesleyan, um, you know, like a Dakota Wesleyan is pretty explosive. A, a Doan is pretty explosive. So they've really been stressed each week defensively. But they're a team, though, that if they, if they get the confidence in the truest form was the Concordia game. They should have won that game, to be quite honest with you. That, that shouldn't have went to overtime. Um, they had that thing there. And they made plays. They caused some turnovers. They did some good things. So this is a team that, that can get out. If they get the confidence, they're rolling. And emotionally, you kind of touched on that in the beginning of this segment. We don't know how this group is going to come out after what they have been through this week. Either they could roll over and, and lay an egg in this ball game, or they could be flying all over the place and, and play a spirited football game. We just got to be ready, I guess, for the emotion check. Yeah, and that's you're exactly right. It is the emotion check of this game. This is a season because if you pop on film the past four years against Midland, it's been a it's been a comeback by either team. It's been a big play by either team. It's been a breakdown by either team. 
It, this is going to be a game that's going to go four quarters. We know they're going to come out playing fast. We know Coach Gillespie is going to have them rallying the troops. I mean, they're going to be playing for each other. They're going to be flying around. They're going to be hooting and hollering and all that stuff. And what we've told the guys and what we have to make sure we do as coaches, especially me, is maintain the composure. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And make sure we're going in the same direction. Okay, we'll come back and uh, zero in on the game plan for Midland this afternoon as the Tony Harper pregame show continues after this. Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. Back with the coach, Hastings and Midland here this afternoon. Obviously, uh, number one on the chalkboard has got off to a, a good start here this afternoon. The first couple of minutes of this ball game. Have we done that here yet this <laughs> yeah. year? I, I don't know. <laughs> last couple of weeks have been uh, have not been very good. I tell you what, last Saturday we started off really well on that bye week, though. <laughs> <laughs> You guys had this Saturday off, huh? Hey, I tell you what, I went and watched my son's uh, interme- <laughs> or little flag football game. It was a great start to that game. But uh, it, you're right, though, we got to. It, it's more for a confidence level. It's more for an energy and enthusiasm level. We got to be able, special teams, whether it's kickoff cover or kickoff return, we got to be do a better job of squeezing out on kickoff. We got to do a better job of getting our double teams and, and, and kicking out on the kickoff return because we're probably one, two blocks away every time on KOR. So, that's going to be the start of the game. And then whatever side of the ball comes out there, we've got to get a three and out if it's defense. We have to keep them on their side of the 50-yard line. We cannot give up any points in the first series. And offensively, we got to get a couple first downs. we got to move the football. We don't necessarily have to get points out of the first drive, but we have to flip the field position depending on what happens. Offensively, it looks like that's going to be our biggest challenge here this afternoon, stopping these guys. Yeah, it is. Um, with our defense against their offense, that's what's going to come down to, to be quite honest with you. And, and I think we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a heck of a challenge. We know, I think Coach Moe and Coach K and those guys got a great job, game plan going on over there. We're going to try and move some pieces around and trying to get them some minuses out of the box and doing some different things like that. But defensively, we got to keep them off the scoreboard. we got to frustrate them. We don't necessarily have to pitch the shutout, but we have to make them – go three and out. We have to be at about 35 to 38% on third downs. That's how, how we need to look at it from a defensive standpoint because it's going to come down to us. Stomping, containing the quarterback is probably the key to stopping this offense. Yeah, we're going to show some different coverages. We're going to show some different blitzes maybe that we haven't shown a lot of this year to kind of utilize our speed, um, try and confuse those guys a little bit. But, again, he's a he's an older kid. I know he's just there the, for the first year, but he's a transfer. He's played college football. This is the – seventh game of the season so he's been through everything and seen everything like that but we're not going to stop it but we got to frustrate him we got to be able to keep him in the box and make sure that his reads are cloudy most of the time and then uh trying to attack their defense you run the football against this team maybe take some shots down the field we're going to have to take some shots down the field but we're going to have to pick and choose when we do it we can't start off in the first series doing that we got to be able to get to that edge and utilize our speed with with jake and darvante and, and taj we got to we got to get the tight end involved to be quite honest with you as well um we got to because there, there's going to be some holes there we just got to make the pitch and we got to make the catch 
And then our receivers, you know, our receivers had pretty good practices this week. Again, we don't need to be the vertical guys. We need to be able to get that mid-range so it's it's second and two or it's first and ten after the first and ten before that. So that's what we have to do offensively. So he sings in Midland coming up here in just a couple of minutes. We've got the uh, interim head coach for uh, Midland standing by on the scouting report. That is up next. One thing we haven't really talked about is uh, what has transpired in the GPAC so far this year. Any surprises there? Are you surprised with uh, – with Doan sitting up there in second place or first place uh, with Morningside? Or? Boy, you really trying to bait me on this one, ain't you? Uh, no, Fran- Coach Franzen's done a good job down there. We knew that they were going to be salty this year just because of how much experience that they got back. You know, I think they got like eight seniors on that defense, and that defense is good. Um, you know, they had brought in a couple transfers and did some things like that. We knew that they'd be really good. Um, Concordia, I think Coach Winter, in my opinion, has done one of the best jobs in the conference uh, this year. You know, he he took a hit with his offensive line because they were pretty young. We knew the defense was going to be good. Their defense is always good. Um, but, uh, you know, there was some guys, there's a young man from right down the road that, that had a great game against him last week in, in Wiltfong, to be quite honest with you, and he played a good game because I watched that game uh, on that their internet thing after my daughter showed me how to do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think we saw that coming. Um, you know, we all, all, we all knew what Morningside was going to be like. You know, they're at the top of the conference. It's going to be a great finish to the season, I think. You know, you see what Dakota Wesleyan did to Northwestern last week. You know, what's happening is – it's not that everybody's going down. It's everybody's raising that level. You know, we're all getting guys, regardless of where they're from or stats and vitals and all that other rigmarole, we're, we're closing that gap a little bit. Now, I think we, we all got a long ways to go to where Morningside is. Let's just be honest and say that. But that's what we're striving to do, and I think we're all doing it. You know, you look at what Dort did a week ago. You know, they can do some good things. So there's been some, some surprises, but uh, not to be honest with you, not that much. We got Don and Morningside yet to play here later on uh, this season. I, I won't put you on the spot for that one. You can put me on the spot when that happens, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm focused on the Broncos, and I'm excited for what we got going on. All right, Hastings in uh, Midland coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Scouting Report is up next. You're listening to Bronco Football today on 1230 KHAS. The Tony Harper Pregame Show is brought to you by Glenwood Telephone. For all of your telephone, internet, cable, and security needs, remember Glenwood Telephone. Call 866-756-4746 or visit online at shopglenwood.net. Countdown to kickoff continues with the Scouting Report, coming up next on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, 1230 KHAS. Keep your vehicle in top running condition. Rely on the trained professional mechanics at Halloran Automotive. They'll have your car, truck, or van ready for changing driving conditions. Safe driving starts with a stop at Halloran Automotive, 2001 West 2nd Street in Hastings. Keith's Drive-In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over-the-counter medications, trust Keith's Drive-In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park. Countdown to kickoff continues with the scouting report as we inch closer to game time on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, 1230 KHAS. And good afternoon. Welcome to the scouting report here today on 1230 KHAS as we get you set for Midland and Hastings College football. Spent a couple of minutes with Dave Gillespie at Midland. He's the current athletic director and also now the interim football coach for the Warriors 
Dave, thanks for talking to us today. Hey, you bet, Mike. I appreciate the, appreciate the time. Well, talk, first of all, as uh, Dave Gillespie, the athletic director, you guys uh, made a decision this week to uh, part ways with uh, Josh Gearing. Just talk about uh, the decision to uh, get rid of Josh with three games to go. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think uh, you know every decision we make here is is seen through the lens is the, the lens of you know what's what's best for our uh, student athletes, and and uh, we just felt uh, at that point in time that was probably the best thing to. Uh, uh, try to uh, provide a you know as uh, a strong a degree of a positive experience for our kids uh, for the next uh, three weeks as we could, and so that's that's how we came to that uh, that decision. And, and uh, you know, Josh has done a lot of really good things around here, and and uh, unfortunately, one of them wasn't uh, uh, wasn't uh, winning a lot of games, but uh, uh, but we're, we're we're grateful for what uh, what he's done, and and looking forward to moving. Moving uh, onward. I know you're in a kind of a, a tough situation there, Dan. But uh, why now and now? Wait until the end of the season. Got just uh, three games to go. Yeah. Well, again, Mike, I think it really comes down to you know, as as you you assess uh, things, uh, you look through the lens of you know what's going to be best for our student athletes, and and uh, you know prior to that time, we didn't come to that conclusion until till this time and, and once we came to that conclusion that that what was going to be best for our student athletes uh, was to you know have a change in leadership uh, that's that's how we came to that what about the decision about uh, you coming out of administration taking over on the sidelines now and, and why not appoint someone that's on the, the current staff to uh, run the team for the next three weeks yeah well um, you know I, I think as again as we assessed what was the the right uh, transition uh, that was going to be best for our football team uh, we we just felt like that having uh, someone there that could maybe bridge that gap between offense and defense, and you know, uh, um, uh, you know, because typically, you know, if you if you name an offensive coordinator, well, then you know, all the offensive kids uh, certainly know that coach and may rally around that coach. But uh, um, in college football, sometimes the the offensive coaches don't hardly know the defensive kids, and, and vice versa. And so, uh, just just felt like to have someone that would provide maybe some. Um, put some stability there and, and uh, can kind of uh, uh, bridge the gap uh, there a little bit. And uh, uh, so it was, it was uh, 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 you know, and also just looking at someone that kids can, um, that could come to with, with issues or concerns, uh, you know, without having to, uh, maybe do that with a position coach. Uh, we felt like it was an important thing too. Of course, you've got some uh, head coaching experience. You were here at Hastings High for a while. You uh, yeah. coached in uh, Lincoln. You were on Tom Osborne's staff. So it's it's not like it's new to you. How tough was it to move uh, back down to the sidelines? Albeit it might be just for uh, three games here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it certainly was. Uh, um, uh, it hasn't been tough in terms of. I mean, it's been really a lot of fun, actually. Uh, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed uh, being back among players in, in that uh, capacity. Uh, that's something I probably missed the most from uh, from coaching. Um, you know, the one thing that I hadn't missed the most would be uh, standing out on a cold day like it was yesterday for that long. But uh, uh, but no, it's uh, um, you know it, it's 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 been enjoyable, and uh, fortunately, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, um, you know, know enough about uh, uh, the offense or defense to to uh, do any damage there, and so uh, uh, I kind of know what my role is, and and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, finishing things out with these guys uh, over the next three games. 
You've got an offensive coordinator. You've got a defensive coordinator. So, so what is going to be uh, your role? Are you going to let them uh, pretty well uh, do their thing, and you just kind of manage the game for them? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think uh, certainly I'm I'm going to uh, uh, provide a lot of uh, uh, discretion for our offensive and defensive coordinators to to uh, uh, game plan and and uh, call the games, and uh, so I, I have no no worries about that. Um, you know, I, I, again, I just see my role as maybe just providing a little bit of uh, stability there, uh, uh, maybe some um, some advice here or there, but uh, not try not to meddle. Uh, but you know, I can I can still coach things like uh, you know effort and playing hard and and uh, being physical and uh, uh, you know playing uh, being being a smart football player, being a smart football team. Um, you rely on your fundamentals, and, and those things are all uh, kind of universal things that, that coaches know and, and uh, uh, are really important, I think, to, uh, to uh, the makeup of a good football player and, and a good football team. What are you telling your, your guys here uh, to finish out the, the three games here this season? Just what are you telling the guys that, as you took over this week? Well, you know, uh, uh, basically that they've got you know three opportunities to uh, – to get better, uh, you know, and, and, and we've got three weeks of practice to, to get better as a football player and to get better as a football team. Um, and, um, you know, uh, and, and I told them that our job as coaches is to put themselves, or we're, we're going to try to put them in positions uh, to uh, um, uh, to play great football, and, and that may mean, you know, in terms of making sure they're using the right technique, make sure that they're they're being physical, make sure that they're, you know, uh, doing great technique uh, and, and fundamentals and, and those kinds of things, and trying to just put them in a position of success and and uh, you know play hard and try try to get it done. And so it's uh, uh, it, like I said, it, it's been a, it's been fun though. I think our kids have responded really well. There's been great energy at practice, and and uh, there's a real want to there and. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I expect a great effort out of our kids Saturday. Again, you're in kind of a, a tough position because not only do you got to figure out what your team is doing, you also got to take a look at Hastings College. A lot of film watching this week. You're letting your well, assistants do that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I have peeked at it, you know, just so I have a little bit of an idea what to expect. And, and uh, you know, so uh, I think I do have a feel for that. But but I, I, I would disagree with you a little bit. You know, I think it really is all about us. I mean, right now we're – uh, I mean, we, we certainly respect uh, 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 Hastings just like we respect our next two opponents, but it really is all about us right now. We're, we're just trying to get better as football players individually and then, then collectively as a team to get better. And, uh, you know, we want to go from being just a, a bunch of guys out there uh, uh, playing football to, to a team. And uh, so, so that really is kind of about about us, and we're we're trying to get that done. And we feel like uh, if we put our kids in positions to to play great football, uh, that gives us a chance. All right, let's uh, talk to uh, Dave Gillespie, the coach now. Midland has uh, had some problems on defense here, allowing thirty six points, four hundred and sixty five yards per ball game. What's been the problem on that side of the ball? Well, you know, I think first and foremost, we're you know we're we're we're, we're playing good teams, and uh, you got to give uh, give some credit to, to the teams we play in, in that regard. Uh, but but obviously, um, we need to play better on that side of the ball. We we need to play better technique. We need to play uh, more physical, um, uh, and 
and I think if, if we can do those two things, we can improve uh, as defensive players and we can improve as a defensive unit. Looks like a couple of guys on that side of the ball, Troy Rodriguez and uh, Brock Dunn, your your top two tacklers, uh, a linebacker and a safety. Talk about those two guys. Um, yeah, you know, they both, they've both they had great years, and, uh, uh, you know, it's not always that you want your you know, someone in your defensive secondary to be one of your leading tacklers, but, but uh, you know, he stepped up, Brock has stepped up and, and uh, done that. And, and uh, but again, you know, it really is not, uh, not about uh, individual players. It's a, it's about uh, each player getting a little bit better that, that, that so collectively we can be a, a better defense. And, and that's what we're working on. Offensively, it looks like you guys are putting up some numbers on, on that side of the ball. You've got a, uh, a pretty good quarterback. Talk about him. Yeah, uh, Raul uh, Alvarez has is, 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 is done a really a nice job and uh, come in and kind of grasp a system that uh, uh, for some quarterbacks can be somewhat imposing, and, and uh, but but I think done a good job with that. And, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to, uh, uh, again, put our kids in positions to, to be able to make some, make some plays. Um, you know, we just haven't made enough of them at the right times, and, and so we're, we're working on trying to get the, uh, be a little more consistent in that regard. We're, we're working on trying to be a little more, little more physical, uh, uh, a little more physical offensive team. Looks like you're having uh, problems rushing the football last in the league and uh, rushing. You're a team that wants to throw the ball around, or uh, what's going on there? Well, that'll be a good question. You know, I don't know that I necessarily want everybody to to, to know what's going on there, but uh, uh, Mike. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, you know, we're you know, you know, it's we've only got three games left. There's not a lot of uh, uh, you know. You probably do more damage if you try to make some wholesale changes on things, you know. But again, we're uh, no matter what the uh, uh, scheme that we're using, we just want to do it better. We want to do it more physical. Uh, we want to do it with better techniques. We want to do it, uh, you know, and, and we just want to be a smarter uh, football team. Okay, welcome back and uh, talk about the matchup with uh, Hastings College as the scouting report continues after this. Hi, this is Stephanie Creechwill, the Executive Director of ASAP for Adams, Clay, Knuckles, and Webster Counties. ASAP stands for Area Substance and Alcohol Abuse Prevention and is a nonprofit organization. ASAP partners with local agencies and schools to help change attitudes and raise awareness about the dangers of alcohol and substance abuse. We provide information, education, and support to the recovery community. If you would like more information about the services ASAP provides, please contact us at 463-0524 or log on to asap-ne.org. Back with Dave Gillespie. He's at Midland University here this afternoon, the athletic director and the interim head coach of the Warriors. You talked about the matchup with Hastings. Obviously, you got to be concerned about some of the things that the, the Broncos are doing, but you talked to, in our first segment about the, just getting better as a football team. Not a lot of uh, emphasis about preparing on the, the X's and O's on, on the Broncos this afternoon? Well, no, I, I, I didn't say that. I think our our primary emphasis is, again, you know, making us a better football team, putting our kids in positions to, to play great football. And, and uh, uh, you know, that's going to give us, increase our odds of, of, of uh, playing, uh, you know, uh, winning the football game. And, and that's really what we're after. And, um, you know, Hastings uh, uh, will present, uh, as all teams this year have, have presented us with, with a lot of challenges. And, uh, you know, we need to find ways to step up and, and uh meet those challenges within the, the context of our offense and our defense, uh, uh, defensive scheme. So, Coach, what impresses you most about uh, Hastings College as uh, we get ready for the game this afternoon? Uh, you know, they're really well coached, and uh, they, um, 
you know they have an identity and they they, they I think they they've stuck to that identity and and so um, you know there'll there'll be a a big challenge for us you know um, you know as I said, as you alluded to some of our defensive statistics you know we've we have struggled there and and uh, you know Hastings is a um, a fairly uh, uh, quarterback centric uh, you know offense and they've got a good guy running that there and. You know the zone reads and and uh, the way they attack you is is really smart and uh, again will really stretch us and and uh, cause us to really play uh, if we don't play really disciplined sound physical uh, defense um, we'll, we'll have some we'll have some problems. What are you telling your guys? What are a couple of things you absolutely have to do in this ball game uh, this afternoon to uh, come out here with a win? Well, you know I I, I think again the, the most important things for us are going to be to make sure that. That we play physical football, uh, that we play smart football, uh, and we and we play with great technique and fundamentals. And I think if we can put ourselves uh, in a position to do those things, um, that that gives us our best chance. Uh, it doesn't certainly guarantee anything, but it's going to give us our best chance to be better players and a, and a better team. Okay, Coach, uh, good luck here this afternoon. Good luck for the rest of the season, and, and good luck in your, your search for a new head coach there at Midland. All right, thanks, Mike. That's uh, Dave Gillespie, the athletic director and the interim head coach of the Midland University Warriors. Stick around. We've got Bronco football coming up next. as Hastings at Midland today on 1230 KHAS. You've been listening to the Scouting Report. Stay tuned. Bronco play-by-play is straight ahead on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, 1230 KHAS. Five Points Bank is strongly committed to investing in our community. This is what locally owned, locally managed banks do and do well. We are proud to be a leading supporter of the United Way's annual campaign. Also, we make meaningful contributions to numerous community, educational, and civic organizations in our quest to make the quality of life in our area as strong as possible. Giving back. It's part of our mission statement and helps make Hastings a great community. Five Points Bank. Locally owned, locally managed. The Better Bank. Hastings College Football is brought to you by the KHAS Sports Boosters. Local businesses supporting local youth and local athletes. Good afternoon. Welcome to Fremont today. Hastings College football and 1230 KHIS. We've got Hastings getting set to take on uh, Midland University here this afternoon as we get set to go. As Hastings come and get a record of two wins and five losses on the season. That's overall. They're one and five in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. The uh, Midland Warriors are one and five on the season. They are one and seven in the, uh, the overall s- scheme of things here in the 2015 season. As uh, we get ready to go here this afternoon, it's going to be a chilly day today in uh, Fremont, 48 degrees at the game time. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at about 6 miles per hour. We'll take a break and come back and chat about this ball game as we continue on the pregame show here on 1230 KHAS. I think you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status 
because they lived it, number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of them. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. 1230 KHAS. All right, Mike, Will, Jimmy Purcell back here in the Fremont here today as we get you sent for uh, Midland and Hastings. And uh, we got the Halloween spooks already out here. Just as we uh, get on the air here this afternoon, uh, things don't work. Things are not working. We finally got things up to speed. And uh, welcome, my man. Welcome to Fremont. We get set for Hastings College football here this afternoon. I thought it was merely just going to be a spectator here today as uh, we had everything plugged in, ready to go. And I don't know. We had a spider crawl on the board or something. I, I was I was dead, but uh, getting ready for football here and, uh, in Fremont. Uh, and, again, an interesting game. We talked about it. Uh, you just did in the pregame show with uh, Coach with the uh, departure of Josh Gehring, uh, the Midland uh, relieving him of his duties this week after the loss to Dort. Both teams really searching for uh, some answers as Hastings College really had a – they've had a tough season as well, but uh, a lot to play for today. Again, playing for the Watchhorn McLaughlin Trophy. So, a couple of teams really hungry for some victories. And obviously, with Dave Gillespie taking over, his experience is very rich. Playing for Nebraska uh, years ago and being on the staff there, and then the athletic director here, he will be a big part of this uh, Midland team trying to build this thing back till the end of the year. Hastings, of course, uh, coming off of uh, a bye week. The week before that, we. We took on Northwestern, had a chance to win that football game, lost it at the end, 24-17, but maybe uh, the best ball game that Hastings has put together for a while, so we're coming off of a uh, strong showing against the Red Raiders. Well, we have, and uh, that was one good thing to see. Uh, Cruz Samaniego that has taken over here a few games back has really, each game has really been poised and really has grown and matured into this offense. He's very much comfortable with it now, and he's got a a whole host of weapons. Glenn Wallace has had a good year. Richard Schamberger's had a good year. Curly, we know what he has done. Housh, Jaden Sanchez, Taj Willingham running the football. He's been a nice asset. We've talked all year long about all the youth that's been able to get into these games and play a lot for Tony and his staff, and it's really going to be big as this uh, season goes and continues on for the last three and then for next year, building into next season. But again, uh, Hastings, yeah, by far, I thought last uh, two weeks ago with the uh, game against Northwestern, by far their best uh, best game offensively and defensively. Midland's got only one win this year. That was uh, a couple of weeks ago when they they knocked off Briar Cliff by a score of 37-35. to 35. Since then, they've dropped two games, 41-38 to Concordia, losing last week to Dort by a score of 24-17. to 17. So, obviously, a team searching for answers here. They are near the bottom in every uh, defensive statistical category here uh, this week, and they're sitting about uh, fifth out of the, uh, the ten teams as far as offense. So, it's a team that can put some uh, numbers on the scoreboard. They're averaging about 25 points per ball game on offense, but they're giving up 36 points per game defensively and some 465 yards. But I think with uh, Dave Gillespie now, the uh, head man here from Midland, it's going to, and Tony and I talked about it in the pregame show, they're, they're going to be playing with a little bit more enthusiasm here in this football game than maybe we have been seeing so far out of Midland this year. Well, well I think so. And when uh, whenever something, somebody new comes on, it's always a new look, a new feel. And he's uh, obviously going to add some uh, spirit to it. He's been around uh, football 
ball for a lot of years. So he's no stranger to it, and he's been a very successful program. So you know he's going to say the right things. You, you talk to him about changing things up, really not going to. I mean, why would you upset the apple cart? And uh, that doesn't do anything good. You just try to build on what you've been doing all year. A team that doesn't rush the football a whole lot, not nearly uh, 100 yards a game, but they pass the ball very well. So the Hastings defense, obviously, are going to be tested in this uh, secondary but uh, again, uh, with uh, Coach Gillespie coming on here, you know you gotta you gotta about look for anything. You know I look for a spirited attempt at the Broncos today, and again a chance to win the Watch Home McLaughlin Trophy. And yet you look at the games coming on down from Midland. You talk about things being tough. Look at that baby. Morningside next week and Northwestern the week after. Definitely a couple of games that'll be very difficult for Midland. All right, we're sneaking up on the game time here this afternoon. We're in Fremont, Nebraska. We'll get you sent for the Great Plains Athletic Conference matchup between Hastings College and Midland. Got to playing in the National Anthem, and they'll get sent for the starting lineups here as football action continues on 1230 KHS. Playing of the National Anthem here in Fremont as we get you sent for Hastings College football action here this afternoon on 1230 KHS. Get to the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank of Hastings. Locally owned, locally managed with friendly service. Three convenient locations and a strong commitment to area youth. Many reasons why Five Points Bank is the better bank. Only one change for Hastings in the uh, ball game here today. And that's going to be in the offensive line because of an injury to uh, Landon Arnold. He will not uh, play today. In fact, he's out for the season. Bo Bruning will take his place at left guard today for Hastings. Six foot two twenty, a senior out of Aurora, Colorado. The rest of the uh, starting lineup is uh, what we've been seeing here the past couple of weeks. Steve Dunham will be the left tackle. The uh, senior out of Oklahoma City. The uh, sophomore out of North Platte, Sam Morris, will be the center today. On the right side of the offensive line, you've got Mark Nellis. Be a junior out of Millard West and also 
Faro Myloy. He's a freshman out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Quarterback will be Cruz Samaniego, a freshman out of San Diego, California. Arvante Knight and Glenn Wallace will be in the backfield for Hastings. At the Z wide receiver spot, Austin Curley, the senior out of Round Rock, Texas. Noah House back in the starting lineup off of his injury. Uh, House is six foot four, two hundred and five pound junior out of Lincoln, the transfer from Nebraska. Carney Kaleo Buckman will be the tight end today. He is six foot one, two hundred and five pound junior out of Greenwood Village, Colorado. Hastings College on defense with the same lineup we had against uh, Northwestern, where they actually played uh, pretty well against the Red Raiders. On the uh, defensive line, you've got Taylor Mendenhall, Justin Stagmeyer, Leo Waiio, and also Casey Malafua. The linebackers for Hastings College will be Jared McDermott, Kelly McBride, and uh, Dustin Nolly. And in the defensive secondary, you're going to have uh, Alex Gilden, Noah McKeever, Wesley Jardim, and also Josh Johnson. For Midland on offense here this afternoon for the Warriors, Raul Alvarez will be their quarterback. He's six foot, 170 pound junior out of uh, California. Bryce Fawcett will be in the backfield. He's the fullback. He's a junior out of Grapevine, Texas. And then the running back is going to be Brent Hurley. He's a senior from Golden Grove, California. The split end will be Tristan Kamaka. Kamaka, 165 pound sophomore out of Hawaii. Javante Williams. Is uh, their other wide receiver, six foot, 175 pound junior out of uh, California. Jack Noel will be the tight end. He's a junior out of Omaha. And then a huge offensive line here at the center. You're going to see Aaron Wynn. He's six foot two, 305 pounds, and a junior out of Sun City, California. The two guards today will be Sam Valine. Valine is 335 pounds. He is six foot four. He's a senior out of Sacramento, California. And then Cody Plazic will be your other guard. He's 270 pounds. He's out of Columbus, Scotus, six foot three, and a senior. The tackles are huge as well. It's going to be uh, Daniel Aguirre will be at right tackle. He's a 300-pounder, six foot five, out of Fountain Valley, California. And Jose Leon will be the left tackle. He's uh, a lean and mean, 275 pounds. At six foot two, he's out of Columbus. So Jose Leon will be at the left tackle today for the uh, Midland Warriors. And finally, uh, Midland on defense here today. They're going to have uh, Ethan Renner, Alexander Williams, Taylor Sanderford, and Jacob Bartunik on the defensive line. The three linebackers, Lucas Shawang, also Chance Baker, and also Troy Rodriguez. And the defensive secondary for Midland, it'll be uh, John Ridout, also Ryan Lewis, Brock Dunn, and Lane Heinett. That's your starting lineups today, brought to you by Five Points Bank of Hastings. Locally owned, locally managed with friendly service, three convenient locations, and a strong commitment to area youth. Many reasons why Five Points Bank is the better bank. Yet the temperature-wise, we're sitting at about 48 degrees here at game time. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at about 6 miles per hour. A little chill in the air today. Feels like football weather as we get ready to go on another Saturday. Yet again, just like uh, last time in the high school game, although the rain falling last night, very chilly night. Here going to be a, a chilly and breezy day. We're inside again, so that's a good news here in Fremont. Uh, Hastings College did win the toss. A lot of times you see teams that win the toss, they defer to the second half. The Broncos have elected to take the football. They will move, be moving from right to left, and we'll see what the Bronco offense will do here. They will be on the field 
right of lay. But uh, again, we talked about it with the removal of Josh Gary, and this really makes things interesting. Uh, uh, you know what kind of relationship a coach has, and and some things that have happened throughout the the course of the last couple of years. We understand has uh, really caused some issues up here. So the removal of him, and now Dave Gillespie in, uh, trying to be uh, some good moral support for this football team, but. A lot of juice down there. You see uh, Midland, a very big physical football team. They're all jacked up, ready to play here today. So I look for a uh, tough game. When these two teams get together, it's like the old Nyack days. Very hard hitting, very physical. Sometimes gets a little little chatty out there on the field. We'll see what happens here today. But Midland just about ready to get into football. Tucker Milken is the uh, kicker for Midland. He's going to kick off. Gilden will come up. Fumbles the football to the 20-yard line, and the ball goes out of bounds. So Gilden. Having some problems with the opening kickoff goes right through his hands. Unfortunately, he was right over here on the uh, sideline, and the ball goes out of bounds. So Hastings uh, avoids trouble on the opening kickoff here this afternoon, and they'll start this uh, drive right around the uh, 24 and 25-yard line. Midland very uh, Halloween-esque, so to speak, here today. They got their, their orange top, and is it black bottoms they have on today or charcoal brown, or what color is that anyway? I'm trying to figure out your attire. You completely shocked me this morning when you picked me up. We'll visit about that later on. A trio out to the right side for Cruz Samaniego here. First play of the ball game for Hastings. From the 23-yard line, uh, Cruz wants to throw the football. As he rolls to his right, he's going to run it himself. 25-30, Cruz to the 35 to the 40-yard line, and out of bounds he goes. Coming back to uh, make a block there was uh, Rashid Schamberger. Schamberger right there on the sideline. Springs the quarterback loose there for Hastings College as they bring it all the way up to the 41-yard uh, line. Samaniego with a good run there. Nobody opened downfield, just uh, had an opening over to the right side and uh, took it off right in. Got over on the far sidelines, out past the numbers, picked up a good gain, nearly 16 yards. First first down, ball at the 41. All right, Samaniego is uh, standing in the pocket here as he throws it to the far side, and it's going to be caught over there at the 46-yard line. As that pass goes to Noah Hausch. So House grabs his 13th reception of the season here for Hastings College again. He's been hampered by an injury, sat out a couple of games, came off with a bye week, and he's he's ready to go. And so Noah House back in there for Hastings College. Broncos are looking at a second down situation now, second down and five yards to go. Hastings with the ball on their own 41-yard line, moving right to left here in this first quarter of play from uh, Heatham Field in the Fremont here this afternoon. Sam Diego wants to throw, throws the near side. That one is off of the mark. Again, trying to come over here to uh, Noah Hausch. And that one was uh, way off of the mark. Defending back there was Lane Heinert, the cornerback out of Fremont here for uh, Midland University. And now Hastings looking at their first uh, big third down situation here. They're down in five yards to go just underway. 13.54 to play here in the first quarter. No score between Hastings and uh, Midland today. Talk about Heatham Field here. They've made a lot of improvements here. Field turf now. It was natural gas some years back, and with the high schools playing on here, really choppy conditions, but a much better place to play now. There's a uh, handoff that's going to go straight up the gut there, and it's going to go absolutely nowhere to uh, Jake Fowler. Fowler got it back to the line of scrimmage, and that's all he could muster there. And now he seems like getting a fourth down situation. They'll have to punt. So the Broncos will have to punt. Looks like the winds are blowing a little bit more than the southwest at six miles per hour as we look at the, the flag of the end zone. It's definitely picked up here in the past uh, half hour or so. Boy, they're, they're gusting, and Hastings is against the win here in the first quarter of play. So it's going to be Hastings putting the football. There's Brandon Buckle into the ball game. Now they're going to fake the ball. Hastings at the 50. Hastings at the 45 to the 40, and he's run out of bounds. Brandon Buckle takes off on a fake punt. 
to begin this ball game for Hastings, and Bockle picks up the first down and more, and the Broncos keep the drive alive. So uh, good job there. Hastings with a fake punt. And that might be uh, what we're going to see here today. They're going to pull out all the stops, and the Broncos work the ball now in the Midland Territory. Well, and again, Bockle does a, a lot of them rugby-style kicks where he runs off the right side, kind of analyzes things. He's had a fake before, and he's uh, picked up the first down. He may be an option for a, a, a tailback. Good run there. We'll give him 13 into Warrior Territory. So the former Grand Island Northwest Viking uh, picks up the first down here for Hastings. Here's Simon Diego with the ball again. He takes it to the far sideline where he's run out of bounds down there. At the uh, 40-yard line. So pick up about two yards in a play for Cruz Samaniego. You can hear the winds blowing through our on-field microphones here this afternoon. The winds are starting to pick up here in Fremont. They, they promised us a mostly sunny sky by a mid-afternoon, but so far a, a mostly cloudy day and a chilly one at that here in Fremont. Hastings has got the ball in Midland Territory for the first time. They're going down here at the 38-yard line as well as spot the ball. So a pickup of about four for Cruz Samaniego. There's a pass across the middle. It's swatted down here at the line of scrimmage. Swatted down there right on the defensive line. Incomplete pass. And now Hastings looking at another third down situation here in the Midland Territory. Halftime score. Uh, Purdue is leading Nebraska 21-9. Purdue with a lead over the Huskers 21-9. They're at halftime. Yeah, lots of trouble in West Lafayette, we understand. So not good for Husker faithful. Broncos setting up here a third down and about six yards to go. They got the football at the Midland 38-yard line. Simon Diego is going to hand the ball away to Darvante Knight, and down he goes. Darvante Knight is uh, thrown down to the turf there by Alexander Williams. Williams is six foot three, 280 pounds, a senior out of Omaha Central. And little Darvante Knight is sitting at five foot seven, 150 pounds, and a senior from Oklahoma City. Williams just threw him down like a, a wet rag. Swallowed him up. You know, yeah. Darvante is little enough that uh, he can get a good head of steam very quick and shifty. But boy, once he hits the line of scrimmage, it's like hitting a brick wall. And now we'll see the Broncos. They'll come out and they'll go for it here on fourth down. Kind of no man's land going into the wind. Yeah, here at the 37-yard line. So Hastings will go for it on fourth down and five. Cruz wants to throw. Throws it down the right side. It's going to be way over the head of his intended receiver. That was a house out there. Noah says uh, he was held on a play, but that baby was nowhere close. And the Broncos turned the ball over on downs after getting that fake, that fake punt. They got them a first down in Midland Territory. They can't do anything with it. Now the Warriors come out for the first time here this afternoon. They'll take over at the 37. Noah might have been held about seven, eight yards off the line of scrimmage, but it still wouldn't have mattered with his speed. He wasn't going to get to that football. That was grossly overthrown. The last three passes for Samaniego have been ugly at best, and now the Warriors take over their first possession here of the afternoon. All right, Alvarez is the quarterback. He's going to send wide receivers to the left and to the right. Alvarez is going to hand the ball away. Uh, straight ahead, and we got a penalty flag down. Hastings going to be guilty of a face mask here. Brent Hurley was the guy who was uh, running the ball there for Midland, and the Broncos got up around his uh, face mask and yanked on her there as he brought the ball into the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be the case. Hastings going to be penalized here for a, uh, a face mask call. So Brent Hurley, the ball carrier from Midland, as we mentioned during the, the pregame show, Midland run the ball very well. They're last in the conference as far as rushing offense. They only average 90 point. 90.9 yards per ball game. However, they are number two. That's kind of surprising. They're number two in the conference behind Morningside as far as uh, passing is concerned. 274.3 yards per game. So with a 15-yard penalty, Midland has got the ball now in Hastings College territory. Down here at the 46-yard line, Alvarez hands the ball away again. That's going to be a Brent Hurley, and Hurley takes the ball across the 45 down to about the 44-yard line. 
So a short pickup of two yards for uh, Hurley. Second offensive play for Midland. Already the second penalty flag thrown right in the middle. I think this is going to go against Midland the way it looks. Officials uh, discussing things here with uh, Casey Malafua. And it's going to be a holding call against Midland. So now the uh, Warriors penalized for the first time here today. Midland is third in the conference as far as uh, penalties are concerned. Average about 71 yards per goal, uh, ball game in penalties. Hastings College is fifth in the conference in penalties at 58.7. So with the penalty, it'll bring it back on this side of the 50-yard line. First down, down 20 yards to go. Midland with the ball in their own 44-yard line. Midland working from our left to our right. They've got the wood on their back here in this uh, first quarter of play. And now the wide receiver here on this side, he jumps the gun. That's uh, Cole Griffin. He jumps the gun. That's going to be another penalty marched off here against Midland. We did, uh, was at the McCook game here a, a week or so ago. We had six straight penalties yeah. before we could ever get a play run. We've already had three. That'll go against Midland. Now it's going to set up a first down at 25. They got to go all the way down to the 36 for a first. There's a uh, pitch back now coming to the nearest sideline, running the football across the 40 onto about the 43 yard line. That's uh, Dion Ransom carrying the ball there. He's a junior. Running back out of Sacramento, California, five foot eight, hundred and eighty pounder, got about four hundred and one yards coming into the football game here this afternoon. That was a pickup there of about four yards, but Midland now looking at second down and about twenty-one yards to go. They got the football in their own forty-four yard line. Wide receivers, three of them split out to the left side of the formation, one out to the right side. Raul Alvarez in there at quarterback. He's got the ball, wants to throw, sets up a little pass over here. It's gonna be through the fingertips of his intended receiver. They're just going to try to swing it out here and let Ransom uh, run in, in clear space here. However, Ransom drops the football, and now the Warriors looking at third down and 21 yards to go. Yeah, and Alvarez uh, got that football off, had all kinds of time just trying to dump it off. If they make the reception, they had some uh, green grass out in front of them, but uh, again, just a little bit ahead of the would-be receiver. Now breaks up a third down, third and 20, 10-21 just underway here in Fremont. All right, Ransom stays in the backfield. Alvarez backs up. He's going to throw the football, and it pops out of his hands. He's got it back, and now he's going to be tackled back here at the 30-yard line by Casey Malafua. He went to throw the ball, Jimmy, and it kind of slipped out of his hands. He grabs the ball back here, and Casey Malafua then sacks him back here at the 30-yard line. What? I've never, I don't know if I've seen anything like that. You think you got a good grip on the football. I mean, the conditions are great. Sunshine and here, cool day. But the uh, football just slipped out. He was able to put his hands behind his back, catch the football. And then Malafua comes in there and finishes him off, clear back inside the 30-yard line. The penalty was a holding call. So that's the third one already here in the game on Midland. So an ugly offensive uh, set of downs for the Warriors. Now they'll be set up to punt, and it'll be Jordan Clancy. Back deep. Yeah, they had the ball down here at the Hastings 44. Now they're backed up to their own 30-yard line. That was an ugly series of uh, events there from Midland. This is uh, Ethan Renner out of the ball game down to punt. He averages 40.7 yards per kick. His longest one has been 70. The Broncos go after it. He gets it away. It's going to angle to this side. Takes a uh, Midland bounce and a great kick down here. It's going to go out of bounds inside the 20-yard line. They're going to mark the ball at the 15. So a great kick there by uh, Ethan Runner for uh, Midland. And Hastings will start back here in their own territory. So they, they do the job. They flip the field here. Ethan Runner gets the job done. Well, to get special teams, uh, could play a big part in this ball game. About 56 yards on the kick by Renner there. Hastings College with the football. 
right at the nose of the football will be touching the 15 yard line here for the Broncos second possession uh, here this afternoon all right he sees with a couple of running backs in the backfield now Taj Willingham into the ball game here's a handoff to Darvante Knight trying to get outside and Darvante is going to be spun out of bounds over here on the near sideline uh, so Lane Heinert over here to uh, get to Darvante Knight as Devontae trying to turn a corner over here at about the 18-yard line to pick up of a couple of yards in the play. Second down and seven yards to go. 9.35 to play here in the first quarter. No score between Midland and Hastings. Action from the Great Plains Athletic Conference here this afternoon. Wide receiver splits out wide to the right side. That's going to be Austin Curley. Wide receiver to the left side. That's going to be Noah House. Shares a handoff. Taj Willingham has got the ball. Taj brings it across the uh, 20-yard line out to about the uh, 23 before he's brought down. And we're going to be looking at a third down situation now. Third down and about two yards to go. Tosh Willingham with his 35th carry on the season. Really, Willingham has done a great job coming in here. We've got three good running backs in there and a lot of different size and shapes out there for our three running backs. But Willingham goes off the left side, picks up nearly seven yards, and it'll be third down and about two. All right, here's a handoff straight up the pipe here across the 28 to the 29-yard line. That's going to be uh, Taj Willingham carrying the ball there. So it's going to be, uh, we're trying to double check. We had a number 10 in there. And that was Taj Willingham carrying the ball. We'll double check the the previous carry there for Hastings College. It's first down and uh, 10 yards to go. Here's a uh, pass that's swung out here. It's going to be caught. That's Willingham with the ball down the sideline, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, and he's run out of bounds here at the uh, 36-yard line. So a nice uh, run there by uh, Taj Willingham as he gets that pass from Cruz Samadiego. Hastings has gotten a first down as they move it into Midland territory down here at the 37-yard line. Good play there by Hastings as they bring Willingham out of the backfield. Samaniego just sets up the screen. They get a couple of good blocks for Willingham. He breaks a tackle at about the 45-yard line, takes it 33 yards downfield all the way to the Warrior 37. First to 10, the Broncos on the move. There's a uh, handoff again for uh, Hastings College. That's Anthony Cloyd into the ball game now. Hastings shuttling running backs right and left here. Anthony Cloyd carrying the ball for Hastings. He's the uh, converted Running back as he, or converted quarterback as he takes the ball down to the 30. Well, Tony never said anything in the uh, pregame show with you that he was going to be doing this much rotation. We have seen a lot of guys coming off that Broncos sidelines. That was a run of nearly seven for Cloyd. Here's a Cloyd. He's going to get another carry here as he moves it down to about the 28-yard line, right in the center of the field here. So Cloyd takes the ball for a couple of yards. Tackle is made in there by Midland. And the stop there. There's going to be a Philip Booz who's into the ball game now. So both teams shuttling a lot of guys early in this ball game. Hastings has moved the ball into Midland territory. In fact, they're approaching the red zone here. Hastings with it at the 29-yard line of Midland. This is another big third down call. Third down and a couple of yards to go. Here's a handoff again. Anthony Cloyd, he just launches himself into the air, and he's going to pick up the first down down here at the 25-yard line. Are you a shot out of a cannon there, Anthony Cloyd? Launches his body, picks up the first down at the uh, 25-yard line. And now we're going to have a first and 10 for Hastings. Yeah, good run there. Cloyd really showing some uh, acrobatic style there on that one. Just submarines up over top. You talk about number 10, that's Travis Agaga. He was he was lined up as a running back here a few games ago. They said he could see some action. All right, here comes uh, 
Cruz Samaniego is going to throw it down the right sideline into the corner of the end zone. Penalty flags are down as Hastings goes after the ball here. That was uh, Schamberger down there in the end zone. And a penalty flag is down as Schamberger goes after the ball. He couldn't come up with a catch. But a penalty flag is down just as Schamberger got it into the uh, end zone. It's going to be an interference call here on Midland. Interference on Midland, so Hastings is going to get a break here as they march toward the goal line for the first time here this afternoon. Nearly got the football into uh, Schamberger's hands. He made a diving attempt for it down in the uh, the end zone, but the penalty will go against Midland. That's the fourth one of the afternoon. Now the Broncos got it at the 10-yard line. It'll be a first and goal here. Hastings looking to put some points on the board. All right, Hastings with the ball down here at the uh, 10-yard line. First down and goal. Broncos trying to get on the scoreboard. Here's a... Uh, Simon Diego with the ball as he moves the ball down to the seven-yard line. So Cruz Simon Diego carrying the ball down to about the seven. We've got six minutes and 11 seconds to play here in this first quarter. Hastings with the ball down here at the seven-yard line. Broncos working right to left here in the first quarter of play. Hastings will send a wide receiver out to the right side now. That's going to be Austin Curley. Noah House to the left side of the formation. Two running backs in the backfield. Taj Willingham is going to get the call. Taj takes it down to the five, inside the five-yard line, down to the four. Taj Willingham carrying the ball there. Tackle is made by Taylor Sanderford. Sanderford, 5'10", 265-pound senior out of Humboldt, Nebraska. Went to high school at Humboldt, Table Rock, Steinauer. Third down now for Hastings. Third down and goal. We got a puncher in here. Third down and goal from the four-yard line. Ball's on the far side, Hash. Cruz Samaniego waiting here. A couple of running backs in the backfield. And there's a uh, ball carrier slipping down at the uh, five-yard line. And Hastings will have to go for a field goal. I know you're wondering. Don't you remember here uh, about four games ago? That was, said, that's not Travis Agaga. Okay. It's the uh, guy that we... That came in at Northwestern last week that we didn't know. They're up at Dakota Wesleyan. Remember the mystery man up at Dakota Wesleyan where we finally figured out who it was? We'll get to that in a second. Here's uh, Nicky G. He's going to be into the ball game to attempt a field goal, and he shanks it off of the left side. No good. Hastings misses on a little bit more than an extra point, Jimmy. That was a 22-yard field goal by Hastings, and they miss it off the left side. So Hastings comes up empty in this football game. On Hastings with a good drive down there. They were benefited off of a couple of uh, penalties for Midland. The pass interference got him down there. A first and goal at the 10. A couple of rushing plays got him down inside the five-yard line. But, again, the inability to be able to get any points on the board. Again, Nikki G kicking into that breeze. But, again, you allow a, you allow a team like this that uh, only one win on the season to hang around with you. And let it be in this ball game towards the end of the year. You don't want or the end of the game. You don't want that. Now Midland will take over at their own 24-41 left to go here in Fremont. No score. All right, so Midland will have the ball at the 20. Penalty flags are down. I think Hastings jumped the gun here. Here's a pass to the near sideline. It's going to be over the head of everybody. Alvarez was under pressure there. He just throws the ball out of bounds, but I think they're going to get a, a fresh five yards here. Ray Bars, that's his name. Ray Bars. Remember him? He... Ran for Hastings against uh, Dakota Wesley. He's not on the roster. Ray Bars is uh, the guy who was running the ball back there. So we got a roster of about, what, 140 players? Yeah, we, and we haven't had it right all year long. Ray Bars is the guy who is in the ball game there for Hastings. 
All right, so now it's first down at five yards to go for the 25-yard line. Here's a uh, handoff that just, just back to the line of scrimmage. That's all she wrote. Ball carrier there for Midland was a Jacob Butler. Tell you what, we've had more people in this ball game in the first quarter than uh, we see in most games. Both teams shuttling a lot of players there, a couple of teams that are struggling. So Hastings missing on a 22-yard field goal on their last possession. And now Midland has got the ball back here looking at second down. And Hastings College again jumps on the defensive line. The defensive end here on this uh, right side. Now they're going to say it's a false start on the Midland. So jumping the gun over there for Hastings was uh, Tyler Murphy who's into the ball game now for Hastings. But somebody jumped up front for Midland, so that's going to cost him five yards. Now it's second down and 10 yards to go as the sun breaks out of the clouds here this afternoon. 3.54 to play in the first quarter. No score between Hastings and Midland. There's a uh, running play again, sliding through there across the 20 and chopped down at the 24-yard line. That's a Butler carrying the ball. Tackle is made in there by Alex Gilden coming up to make this stop for uh, Hastings. A pickup of about four yards in a play. Now it's third down again for Midland. Third down and about six yards to go. Good job there by Gilton coming up and chopping down the running back. He was able to get three into the secondary and uh, chopped him down without him getting around the corner. Picked up just a, a short gain there of about four. It'll be third down and six. Ball out at the 24. All right, Alvarez will send wide receivers to the left and to the right. Ball's on the far side hash mark. Alvarez wants to throw. Here comes the pressure. He steps up. Alvarez running with a football, and he's going to be crushed here at the 30-yard line right at the first down stakes. So Alvarez uh, scampering upfield here. And now Alvarez is going to be hobbled a little bit as he's going to come to the near sidelines. Alvarez got decked here right at the 31-yard line. They're going to give him the first down. But now Alvarez is uh, coming to the bench here for uh, Midland. So the starting quarterback is knocked down here. Now Zach Cooey is going to come in there. For uh, Midland, Zach Cooey is in there, six foot one, two hundred and fifty-five pound senior. Yeah, two hundred and fifty-five pound quarterback out of San Marcos, California. Wow! Well, you don't think he's going to get loose on the edge? Th- this guy could be like a offensive lineman for the Hastings College football team. He's he's the quarterback, and now we've got a penalty flag down. We've got uh, illegal participation on the uh, the offense. That's going to cost him five yards. This has not been a, no. a very a very good first quarter here. Now awful offensive uh, output by both teams. We've had a tough time up in here. We've got rosters. We might as well just rip them down and just start calling them by number because nobody's really matching up to the rosters anyway. So it's going to bring up a uh, a first and 15 here with 250 left in the first quarter. Here's a Ransom carrying the ball, and Ransom is going to go nowhere as he swarmed in. There's nothing but white shirts there for a Hastings College making the stop there for the Broncos was Wesley Jardim who was coming on the blitz there. As now a uh, second down situation, the ball is pushed back here to the 25-yard line. So second down and 15, maybe 16 yards to go for Midland. 227 to play here in the first quarter. Hastings College and Midland going at it here this afternoon. A couple of teams that has kind of struggled throughout the uh, 2015 season, but looking to get on track. Hastings with Three games remaining, three very winnable games here to wrap up the season. There's a pass across the middle. It's going to be tipped and intercepted. Intercepted by the Broncos at the 35-yard line, back to the 30, and run out of bounds over here on the near sideline. Dusty Nolly picking off the pass there for Hastings. The first interception for Nolly, and Hastings 
in great field position. Let's see if we can do something with the football now as Dustin Nolly picks it off. Hastings will start this drive at the Midland 30-yard line. Well, Cooey's got an absolute cannon. He stood back there and waited for Javante Williams to make the cut. He threw that ball so hard it just ricocheted right off his shoulder pads, right into a Bronco defender in the interception. First turnover of the ball game. Now with 204 left to go, the Broncos got it at the Midland 30-yard line. See if the offense can uh, do something here. All right, Tripp's sent out wide to the right side now for Cruz Samaniego. Cruz backs up, cocks the arm, throws it down the near sideline. It's going to be incomplete, but a penalty flag goes down. Trying to take the ball downfield there to uh, Jordan Johnson. But a penalty flag is down inside the 10-yard line. This could be another pass interference call on the uh, Midland University Warriors. Now Dave Gillespie is uh, pleading his case here for a Midland here on the near sideline. So we got the official is going to discuss things here on the near sideline as they get ready to make the call. The penalty flag is rusting at the 11-yard line. They might say that was uh, uncatchable. In fact, there's two penalty flags down. I see there's another penalty flag down here at the 32-yard line. So one down here at the 11. There's one at the 32-yard line as the officials discuss things here. One of them is going to be a pass interference, and the other one's going to be a holding call in Hastings. They're going to wave off the other one. So a holding call on Hastings. They're going to wave off the one downfield here. So it's going to be Hastings penalized 10 yards as they bring the ball back to the 41-yard line. So it's going to bring up a first down in the, about 20 to go here for Hastings. I don't know that this uh, start of this ball game could have been scripted any way, shape, or form like it has started out. This is a, a horrendous start by both teams. Cruz Samaniego will be in the backfield again. They're going to hand the ball off to... Uh, and now here comes a reverse to the near sideline. Fowler got the uh, handoff, and he gives the ball away here in the backfield on a reverse play as they bring the ball back the other way. Coming back with a football for Hastings was uh, Antonio Duncan, who's into the ball game now for Hastings. Antonio Duncan is a wide receiver, came back. Fowler got the handoff. He took it to the right side of the field, and Antonio Duncan comes back the other way to get the handoff, and he's knocked down here after a pickup of two. So a whole lot of running, not much uh, in the positive direction here. Pickup of two, second down and long now for Hastings. Pull out all the stops here. Here's a, a fake handoff to Devontae Knight. A pass now to a Jordan Johnson. He catches the ball across the 25 down to the 22-yard line. A nice pass there to uh, Jordan Johnson, who makes the reception there for Hastings. Johnson is a freshman wide receiver from Spring Valley, California. Hastings gets most of this yardage back, and now the Broncos looking at another big third down situation here. Hastings against the win here in this first quarter. We've got 51 seconds to play, third down and two yards to go. The ball's down here at the Midland 22-yard line. Cruz Samaniego is going to hand the ball away to Darvante Knight. Arvante ducks it up inside across the 20 down to the 19-yard line. Should be enough for a first down. So Hastings was down here in their last possession and missed on a 22-yard field goal attempt from Nicky G. Now Hastings trying to cash in here following the interception by Dustin Nolly. Broncos have got the ball in the Midland red zone down here at the 19-yard line. Wide receivers left and right now for Cruz Samaniego. In the backfield, Darvante Knight. Cruz wants to throw, throws it into the end zone. It's going to be intercepted. It's going to be intercepted by Midland. So the Broncos turn it over in the red zone. And grabbing the pick there from Midland was Nick Hayes. Hayes, 5'10", 175-pounder, a junior out of Osceola, Nebraska. Gets the interception there for Midland. 
and the Broncos with two big problems here in the first quarter. They missed on a 22-yard field goal, and they threw a pick in the red zone, and we're still scoreless here in this first quarter. Yeah, and Samaniego again throwing into that wind, just overthrew, looking for Jaden Sanchez down there in the end zone, and again, a good uh, a good interception there by the defense. The Broncos with 70 yards on the ground, 56 through the air. We have no points on the board. Yeah, you leave a team like Midland around. You mentioned it a little while ago, Jimmy, that just gaining more confidence now with their backup quarterback in there. There's a little reverse play to the far sideline across the 20 to the 25-yard line. Carrying the ball there was Tristan Kamaka. Kamaka is the uh, wide receiver who came around to uh, get the grab there for Midland. That little reverse play. Kamaka out of Hawaii. Five foot eight, 165-pound sophomore. He can scoot with the ball. And that's going to be the end of a wild and woolly first quarter of play here. In the Fremont today, first quarter is coming to an end. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings, nothing, and Midland, nothing. Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE Internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your Internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here in Fremont today. Hastings nothing and Midland nothing. Hastings had uh, two chances there and came up empty. Yeah, came away with no points. Give you some first quarter stats here by rival Sports Bar and Grill of Hastings. Home of the $6.99 daily lunch special and drink specials. And on Husker and Bronco game days, get a large specialty pizza and domestic pitcher for $21.99. Very quickly for Hastings, 126 total yards in that first quarter. For Midland, 21. Six first downs for Hastings, only two for Midland. And the Broncos back out on the field defensively. All right, we're going to have a penalty flag right off the bat here. They blew this one dead. So Midland has got the ball. They're on their own 25-yard line. The Warriors moving right to left here in this uh, second quarter of play. It's going to be a false start on Midland. So another penalty on the Warriors going to bring the ball back to the 20. Well, you can understand why uh, Midland is sitting at 1-7 in the season. Not a whole lot going right for uh, Midland here in this first half of play. However, they're still tied up with Hastings College here. The Broncos have misfired on a couple of scoring opportunities, turning the ball over in the red zone on an interception and missing on a 22-yard field goal so far in this contest. And now Midland will be looking at a second down and 10 situation from their own 20-yard line. So the regular quarterback back in, and now after he was uh, injured at the end of the second quarter as they throw a little swing pass here to the near sideline, he has run out of bounds. That's going to be Hayden Dunn receiving that ball as Ruan Alvarez is back into the ball game now for Midland. So that's going to be a first down for Midland as he brings the ball to the 30-yard line. So they just swing it out here to Dunn who grabs the ball and picks up a first down. And now Midland will send wide receivers all over the place. Two wide receivers to each side now. Ruan Alvarez in the backfield. Long count here from the line of scrimmage, which is the 30-yard line. Alvarez waiting for the snap. He's got it. Runs the option play. Pitch back comes. Penalty flags down. He brings the ball to the 40-yard line. That's Ransom carrying the ball on the option play. They're getting a penalty flag out here in the area maybe of a, a hold out here. Trying to spring. That's an option play to the near side of the field, the short side. 
And now the officials will confer again. I've never seen so many penalties in, in one half of football. I would just handed the official sheet eight of them in that first quarter. That'll be nine total. Now in the game, we may be on uh, pace to break our record. 30. Yeah, it was 30-something. Six or something, 36 or something. I know, it was, it was a lot. It was a bunch, and uh, this game has uh, really gotten off to a, a rocky start again. You got uh, two and five Hastings against one and seven Midland. Shouldn't expect anything more. A couple of teams really trying to battle here to, to get some confidence and a victory. All right, so Midland now looking at a first down in 19 situation. They faked the ball to Ransom. Here's Alvarez coming to his left. He throws the ball down the sideline. It's going to be incomplete. Guess what? Another penalty flag down. Another penalty flag back here, and I think this is going to be in the area of a hold as well. Hastings was in hot pursuit of Alvarez, the quarterback, and penalty flags came down. I think it was Murphy trying to chase down Alvarez. We're going to have a penalty flag here. Another holding. The holding call on Hastings. Holding call on Hastings this time. Well, we've got to try to even it up. All right. So holding call on Hastings. That's going to bring the ball up here to the 32-yard line, which is going to give Midland a first down. So first down on the holding call on Hastings. Now Alvarez will set the troops down here again with wide receivers to the left and to the right. Alvarez waiting for the snap. He's got it. High snap. They're going to run the option play again. Pitch back comes to Ransom again. He's going to be knocked out of bounds here as he crosses the 35 to the 36-yard line. Running over for Hastings to run him out of bounds was Wesley Jardim. You're listening to Hastings College Football this afternoon on 1230 KHIS. Also online at www.hastingslink.com. Your internet streaming brought to you by Hastings College. Challenge yourself. Inspire greatness. Hastings does that. For more information, you can go to www.hastings.edu. Alvarez throws a little swing pass out here, grabbed at the 30. That's Ransom with the ball again, 35, and he's knocked out of bounds here at about the 38-yard line. Jardim again over here for the Broncos defensively. they got to bring the ball to about the 42 for the first down, so this will be a third down and about four for Midland. they got 13-17 to play here in the first half. No score between Hastings and the... Uh, Midland here this afternoon. Well, we got more trouble in West Lafayette now with 519 left to go in the third quarter. It's Purdue 35, Nebraska 16. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Right there. 35-16, Purdue leading Nebraska. Not going to be a not be, a, be a, not going to be a good <laughs> night in Huskerland. <laughs> no. I, I don't know how to put that. Here's a running play, and it's going to be uh, chopped down at the uh, 38 yard line. Are you, are you trying to say troops will be restless? Yeah, I, I don't think we're a very good you, football team. Well, you were at the game last week. You said really things were pretty wild down there. Well, uh, what was the score again? 30, 35-16. <sighs> to a team that's only won one game. Yeah. In the bottom of the Big Ten. Fourth down and three yards to go. Midland will kick. So Hastings will maybe get the ball back here. It bounces at the 33. It's going to go out of bounds. It takes a Midland hop here all the way down to the 20-yard line, and that's where Hastings uh, will start. That may be as ugly as what we've uh, seen here so far in this game. No score with uh, 12-13 left to go. We've had Hastings move the football virtually uh, 
with any effort against this Midland defense, but yet no points. We missed a field goal. We got it down inside the five-yard line. We couldn't get anything done there and had an interception in the end zone. So Hastings back out on the field again here. They'll have it at the 23-yard line. Bright, sunshiny day here in Fremont. All right, now we've got Taj Willingham in the backfield as that uh, running back by committee continues. Here's a quick pass to Schamberger. He's going to be drilled just as he catches the ball there. Schamberger is uh, drilled on a play coming up to make this stop for a Midland that time was Ryan Lewis. Ryan Lewis, the uh, junior from Elk Grove, California. They got a bunch of California kids on this uh, roster for Midland. Now I also looked here. Uh, California, they've had as many as four or five Hawaiian kids. I do see one. And that Hawaiian kid's name, last name is, is Frank. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's a second down and about seven yards to go. Taj Willingham, he gets the carry, and he slips down on the turf. Willingham trying to make a cut there at the uh, 25-yard line, and he's uh, down in the play, so a couple of yards less. Yeah, usually you don't see kids from Hawaii with the last name of Frank. Yeah, and, and first name, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Frank is his name from Hawaii. He's, he's a wide receiver, too. Yeah, see, now here's a Hawaiian name. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get in the game. Hanunga. Third down. Third down for Hastings. Six to get out of control early. Third down. Here's a pass down to the center of the field. It's caught here at the 50-yard line in the Midland Territory. Down to the 46. That's Noah Hausch. Noah Hausch grabbing the ball there for Hastings. He got loose. Got it into Midland Territory. Brought down into play here at the 47-yard line. So, like I said, Jimmy, we're moving the ball up and down the field. We just can't uh, get her in the end zone here. No, we can't. House, good catch right across the middle with the defense all around him. That's good for 27. And a first down into Warrior territory yet again today. No points. We'll see what we can do here. Taj Willingham stays in the backfield, backing up. That's going to be Cruz Salmon Diego. Now he takes off a lot of room. He's at the 40. He's at the 35 to the 30, and he slides down inside the 30-yard line of the 27. He had a lot of green, green turf over here on this side. Cruz Samaniego taking off, and he comes sliding down. They're going to mark the football at the 30, so it's a first and 10, and the Broncos are on the move again. Samaniego now at 33 yards on the afternoon, and a good job there. He didn't try to throw it downfield. He's seen everything open up out in front of him, and he picked up a big gain. We'll give uh, Samaniego 15 on that play. All right, first down and 10 for Hastings. Samaniego wants to throw. Here comes some backside pressure, and Cruz just throws the ball out of bounds over there. Look for the penalty flag, and I don't see one. Somebody was in the area. So an incomplete pass, and it's second down and 10 yards to go. Other games going on in the conference today. Northwestern is playing at Briarcliff. Dort is down in Crete playing Doan today. Hastings here against Midland. Nebraska Wesleyan is at Dakota Wesleyan. Morningside is playing at Concordia today. All those games that got started at 1 o'clock this afternoon. We'll get some scoring updates coming up on our scoreboard show at halftime today. Hastings looking at second down and 10 yards to go from the 30. And the ball away to uh, Willingham. And again, he slips down on the turf at the 32-yard line. And a penalty flag comes flying in from behind the defense of Midland. And we'll check out the indication for you. That's the second time here on this drive that Taj Willingham tried to make a cut here on this turf. And uh, down he went. So he was down right at about the uh, 30 or 31-yard line for little, if any, gain as the officials will discuss things down here at the 30. We've got 10-02 to play in the first half. No score between Hastings and Midland today. Action from the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Here comes the indication. It's going to be a hold on Hastings. So a holding call on Hastings. They're going to decline the penalty and take the result of the play. 
Mark the football at the 32-yard line, so Willingham actually loses a couple of yards in the play. Back here to the 32, and now the Broncos will be looking at a third-down situation. Third down and 12 yards to go. They got the ball here at the 32-yard line. Cruz Samaniego with an empty backfield. Cruz backs up, surveys the field. Here comes the pressure. Cruz takes off. He's at the 30, 25, and he slides down to the 20-yard line. We'll see if he got to the first down stakes. He went sliding down right on the sideline, right at the uh, stakes, and we'll see the officials spot the football. He had to take it to the 20 for the first down. The official is going to spot the thing over there right in front of the uh, Bronco bench down here at about the 20-yard line, and they're going to... Let's see, they're going to bring in the chains. The chains are sitting right there, so they're going to bring them in about to six inches off of these sidelines and uh, measure for a possible first down. The officials, look, they got the first down by the nose of the football. Great job there by Cruz Samaniego. He knew where he had to go, Jimmy. He goes sliding down right at the first down stakes, and Hastings gets a fresh set of downs. Well, again, Samaniego not trying to force something downfield, just seeing everything close up and a little gap off the left side. He's got some good speed, and he picks up nearly 13 on that play, and they got the football right at the Midland 20-yard line, 9.32 left to go here in the half. Hastings has been down here three times today and uh, no scores. Samaniego takes off 15. He's at a 10 down to the 6-yard line. Cruz Samaniego moving the ball down to the 6 for Hastings. So he couldn't find anybody downfield and just uh, took off. Got her down to the 6-yard uh, line. Tackle is made in there by Brock Dunn, the safety for uh, Midland. Now the Broncos at point-blank range again. Hastings looking at a uh, first down situation here. First down and goal. They've got the ball down here at the six-yard line of Midland. Broncos working from our left to our right here in the second period, trying to get on the scoreboard. Here's Samaniego. He wants to throw. Rolls right. He's under pressure. Samaniego is caught, and he throws the ball. It's going to be incomplete. He was a drug down down here. Good pressure there by Ethan Renner from Midland. Got a hold of Samaniego. And Cruz just was strong enough to get the ball downfield. He threw it in the direction of a receiver down here in the corner of the end zone. So no intentional grounding call there. And it's second down and about seven yards to go for the touchdown. Hastings has missed a field goal. They've had a red zone interception so far here in the first half. No points on the scoreboard. Hastings with the ball on the far side hash mark. Cruz Samaniego waiting for the snap here with a couple of running backs in the backfield. Cruz hands them all away. Taj Willingham with the ball as he crashes forward down here to about the three-yard line. Tackle is made in there by Lucas Shawang. He's out of uh, Mound City, Missouri, six foot, 190-pound senior linebacker. Hastings with the ball down here at the three-yard line. So third down and goal. Hastings has got the ball at the three-yard line of Midland. Noah Hausch going to the left side of the formation. The tight end is going to be Reynoso. Line up to the right side of the formation. Willingham is in the backfield. Just to the left of Cruz Samaniego, third down and goal. There's a handoff to Willingham. He tucks it up inside, and he's going to be stopped at the two-yard line. Willingham is stopped at the two-yard line, and now the Broncos have a decision to make. We And now a late penalty flag is down. That was way after the play over there. The official on the far sideline throws a penalty flag. That was way after the, uh, the play there. Taj Willingham took the ball down to the two-yard line. I'll have to check out. Jimmy mentioned these teams uh, sometimes get a little chippery as this game uh, progresses. And it might be starting early here as the officials will discuss things here at the uh, three-yard line. Here comes the call. It's going to be a personal foul on Hastings. 
personal foul on Hastings and it cost him 15 yards. He's going to bring the ball back to the 18-yard line. Well, and again, uh, very physical football games is what we usually see out of these two teams, and usually it's towards the latter stages of the ball game when we start seeing the uh, physical after effects after a play. But now we're really starting to see it. Things are getting wild here with 8.04 and counting. Hastings College will line up Nikki G with a field goal attempt. This will be a 34-yard field goal attempt. High snap, ball is down, kick is up, and that one goes through the uprights. It is good. The Broncos are on the scoreboard here in the second quarter. Seven minutes and 54 seconds to play. In the second period, we'll take a break with a score. Hastings 3, Midland nothing. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 1230 K-H-A-S. All right, so Hastings finally gets on the scoreboard. Three to nothing is the score. Wow, West Lafayette just continues to pour on. It's now Purdue 42, Nebraska 16. Most of you probably know that. You're probably watching that. Riker Fife being put in in place of Tommy Armstrong. Three interceptions on the afternoon, but uh, we've got a Broke the tie here with 7.54 left to go in Fremont. It's now Hastings College, three. Midland, nothing. Midland will receive the kickoff here from Bacall. All right, so the Broncos have finally grabbed the lead here after being down here a couple of times. They finally get on the scoreboard. Here's the uh, kickoff return. They bring it up to about the uh, 20-yard line. They're going to be stuffed right there at the 20, bringing the ball back from Midland was a Tristan Kamaka. So Midland has got the ball back. And their starting quarterback, Ruala Alvarez, was shaken up late in the first quarter of play, but he's back in there. He's back in there on this last series. So the Purdue Boilermakers are are turning up the heat. Blowing them out. Unbelievable. Blowing them out. We'll be able to listen to a lot of uh, post-game reaction. Unbelievable. On the way home from here. That's always entertaining after a G-Pack afternoon football game. Midland now with a football. 7.48 left to go to half. It's first and 10. They got the football at the 20. All right, so uh, Alvarez comes back out. He's going to back up. He wants to throw the football. He's under pressure. Alvarez is going to throw the ball out of bounds. Hastings got tremendous pressure. In fact, they got right to him. Alvarez throws the ball out of bounds. Incomplete pass, second down, and 10 yards to go. So second and 10 for Midland. They're working from our right to our left. Here in this uh, second quarter to play, 741 to play here in the first half. I was just looking at the official numbers from the first corner. What I have now, Midland has yet to get 15 total yards in this ballgame. There's a uh, running play. That's going to be Kamaka with the ball, and the wide receiver comes back and gets the ball. Kamaka gets it for a couple of yards. Tackle is made in there by Hastings College and making the stop for the Broncos with Jacob Tarr, who's into the ballgame now. Kamaka picks up about four yards in the play, maybe closer to five as he hits the football out here to the 25-yard line. So we'll call it third down. It's going to be a long five for Midland. Ball's on the near side hash. As their quarterback, Alvarez, has got the guys here at the line of scrimmage. Wide receivers left and right. Alvarez wants to throw. Fires the near side. It's incomplete. Incomplete here right in front of the Midland bench. The receiver, the intended receiver, was Bryce Fawcett. He couldn't make the catch. So now it's fourth down. 
Jordan Clancy dropping back deep for Hastings College. And again, we talked about the offensive woes. Uh, Midland only averaging 91 yards on the ground, 274 through the air. And uh, I've got him down uh, as 12, 12 yards passing right now. Not a lot rushing. So uh, Dave Gillespie's got a, a lot of fixing to do. They've got a tough couple games coming up with Morningside and Northwestern the last two games of the season. All right, here's the punter back in there, runner. He's going to have to kick against the wind, but a pretty good kick. Clancy's going to grab the ball at the 35-yard line. Clancy down to sideline, 40, 45, 50, and he's tipped over at the 50-yard line as he goes stumbling down here at about the 47 or 48. That was about a 46-yard kick and about a 16-yard return there by Jordan Clancy. How about a 40-yard kick and a 16-yard return by Jordan Clancy? So Hastings has got the ball. We'll start this drive in Midland Territory. Already leading in the ball game by scoring three to nothing. Well, the Broncos have had all kinds of opportunities this afternoon. This should not even uh, really be in doubt right now with the the amount of yards that the Bronco offense has been able to put up today, but only three points. They'll start over here at the 6:52 left to go till half. They'll have the football at the 49 of Midland. Broncos with an empty backfield. Samaniego wants to throw away over the head of his intended receiver, Schamberger, the intended receiver right in front of the Midland bench. Back there in coverage was Brock Dunn again for Midland. It's going to bring up a second down and 10 situation. The ball is sitting here at the 48-yard line. You know, a lot of strange things happen on Halloween. We couldn't get on the air to start. No. Things are going wayward in Indiana. Things are wild here. Shapes up for a beautiful night. The spooks will be out. Okay. No, no doubt about it. On this Halloween this Saturday, empty backfield again for Hastings. Wide receivers left and right. Samaniego wants to throw. Throws it near his side. That's incomplete. Schamberger. And uh, Samaniego were not on the same page there. Schamberger was still running downfield, and that ball was delivered toward the sideline. The bye week, they must have changed, exchanged uh, pass patterns. Play playbooks because yeah. they were not even on the uh, same page. Schamberger was down around the 30-yard line. That one out of bounds at around the 36, 37-yard line. So now it's going to bring up a third down and 10. The ball still at the 49. 6.43, clock stopped here until halftime. All right, we're going to have Austin Curley. And uh, Glenn Wallace split out to the left side of the formation. Schamberger and uh, Noah House split out to the right side now for Hastings. Cruz Samaniego wants to throw. Here comes the pressure. Cruz across the middle. It's going to be caught. Did he hang on to it? Yes, he did. Nice catch. Down here at the 26-yard line, that is Austin Curley. So Curley makes the reception, and then you had to – boy, he was uh, being harassed out there as he took him down to the turf, and Austin Curley – Hangs on to the football, and now he's a little shaken up. He's going to go to the far sideline, but a tremendous catch there by Austin Curley. Yeah, sticky fingers lined up over on the left side, left side of the formation, just running down and in, and a great pass. 21 yards on the game. You throw it around Curley, he's not going to drop many. Cruz wants to throw the football again, tosses it out here. It's going to be over the head, over the head of uh, Anthony Cloyd. So it's going to be an incomplete pass. So an incomplete pass, he can bring up second down and 10 yards to go. So Anthony Cloyd getting extended playing time here. Here in this first half. So we've seen a a plethora of running backs in the football game for Hastings College here in this first half against Midland. Second down and 10 yards to go. Hastings with the ball down here at the Midland 28-yard line. Leading in the ball game by a score of 3 to nothing. Six minutes and 10 seconds to play until halftime. Cruz Samaniego is going to hand the ball away again. That's going to be Anthony Cloyd, and Cloyd stumbled his way down to the 25-yard line. Anthony Cloyd takes it off a right tackle and picks up about two yards in a play. And now the Broncos will be looking at a third-down situation. 
Yeah, in between the, the two 25-yard lines, Jimmy, we're moving the ball up and down the field here, but we get down here and our, our motor starts to chug. Yeah, we just really have a, a tough time. It's either been a turnover. You go back the first quarter, we had the interception down there, and then we lined up for a field goal. That went off the left side, and now the Broncos will look at a third and eight, and Tony wants to talk about it. Yeah, Tony wants to talk things over here. Five minutes and 39 seconds to play. We're in the second quarter. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings three, Midland nothing. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, New View Real Estate is the perfect solution. Listen to one of their satisfied customers. We just purchased our new home from New View Real Estate in Hastings, and I am so glad that we did. Ann, Dana, and Connie were amazing to work with, and I would recommend these ladies to anyone looking to buy or sell a home. They are reliable and professional and are just wonderful to work with. Hi, this is Ann Halbert with New View Real Estate in Hastings. If we can be of any service to you too, please give us a call at 462-9111. We're located at 1239 North Burlington, and we look forward to meeting you soon. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here in Fremont, Nebraska. Three to nothing, Hastings has got the lead. Purdue continues to lead Nebraska after three, 42-16 in West Lafayette to the last place Boilermakers. Hastings looking at a third down situation here. Third down and eight yards to go. The football is at the 26-yard line of Midland. Following the timeout, Samaniego sprints out left side, holds it, throws it. The ball is going to be caught down there at the 18-yard line. It should be enough for a first down. Right at the stakes, that's going to be Noah Hausch. Noah Hausch grabs the ball. Lane Heinert on the tackle there for Midland, but Noah Hausch picks up the first down. Now we got a penalty flag. They've already moved the, uh, the sticks. Yeah, they've already moved the sticks down here. Now, now they're going to bring it back. That's going to go against Hastings, it appears. And well, now the chains are going to be all messed up. They're going to, That's the easy way to do it. Yeah, we, we dropped it out of our pocket. Yeah, they're just going to wave off the penalty flag. So, yeah, they're going to have all kinds of confusion because they didn't know where to, to put the chains back because the, the chain gang had already moved down here to the spot of the ball, and then they saw the penalty flag, and they just wave it off. Say, we're not going to cross this bridge. It's uh, first down and 10 for Hastings. Ball is down here at about the 16-yard line of Midland. It's on the far side hash. San Diego fakes. Now he's going to run the ball to the short side of the field. He's going to be run out of bounds here at about the 15. Over here making sure, and he steps out of bounds, is going to be John Rinout, the junior cornerback out of Gilbert, Arizona. That's going to be uh, a pickup of a couple of yards in the play. As they bring the ball down here to about the 15, so it's second down and eight. We're down to four minutes and 55 seconds to play here in the second quarter. Hastings is throwing a red zone interception already today, and we're one out of two on field goal attempts. Hastings has got a three to nothing lead over Midland, looking for more here before halftime. Cruz Samaniego in the backfield, waiting for the snap. He's got it, throws it in the corner of the end zone. It's going to be caught. Austin Curley, touchdown. Austin Curley gets the touchdown, and we got a penalty flag. Yep, penalty flag back here at the end, 19-yard line. A penalty flag is down, holding Hastings. So a touchdown waved off. A holding call on Hastings. That was an unbelievable pass by Salmon Diego. Just threw it uh, off to the right side. Curley made his break right down in the middle of the end zone and kind of to the back pylon, made a Leaping catch, had to climb the ladder, brought that down with his fingertips. That was an amazing catch, but all for naught. That was a, a wow for no reason. We are on a definite record-setting pace here for penalties in a football game. This is incredible. 
All right, three wide receivers to the right side, two to the left side. Samaniego wants to throw again. We'll try it again. Here's a pass that's going to be caught down there by Wallace down inside the 10, down to about the 8-yard line. Glenn Wallace grabs the ball there, and tackle is made in there by Midland. Coming up to make the stop is going to be Nick Hayes. Hayes, a junior of Osceola, Nebraska, makes the stop. Nice grab there for Hastings, and now the Broncos will be looking at third down and short. Nearly 16 on that game. That went right across the middle. And a good catch by Wallace. For Wallace, that is his first catch of the ball game. He gets it down inside the 10-yard line, officially the, uh, what, the 7-yard line. Yep, third down in the yard, down for Hastings. Samaniego sprints out left side, holds it. Samaniego has still got it. Samaniego is going to be decked here at about the 10-yard line. Cruz Samaniego trying to uh, take the ball to the first down stakes, and he is going to be stopped at the 10. Hastings actually loses a yard in the play. And here comes uh, Nikki G back into the ball game. So, again, the Broncos move the ball into the red zone and can't punch it in the end zone. And Hastings will go for another field goal attempt. Yeah, and I know uh, we had an interception in the end zone in the first quarter. We had a touchdown called back by a holding call. Just mistakes after mistakes in this ball game for Hastings. Well, for both teams. Yeah, really. There's a Nikki G. This is going to be a, uh, what, 27-yard field goal attempt. He puts that one up, and that's through the pipes. So a couple of uh, field goals by Nikki G and Hastings. Has got the lead. Three minutes and 17 seconds to play. Here in the first half, we'll take a break with a score. Hastings 6, Midland nothing. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd in Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service, offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here in uh, Fremont today. Hastings out on top of Midland by a score of 6 to nothing. Dave Gillespie, the interim head coach for Midland down here in the, the defensive the defensive class being held down here on the bench for uh, the Warriors trying to spur the team on. Took over this team on uh, Monday after they fired their head coach and Josh Gehring on the Monday afternoon. So he's seen six, Midland nothing. Here comes the kickoff. And it'll be uh, Midland fielding the ball at the four-yard line, and they drop it back here. They come back to the two to pick it up. Dancing his way across the five to the six to the seven, and down he goes to the eight-yard line. Tristan Kamaka had to go right through his uh, fingertips and had to go back to the two-yard line to grab it. And they bring the ball up here to about the eight-yard line. We could use a lot of clips off this for football follies here today. This has been incredible uh, between these two teams. Yeah, things that we have seen in this uh, first half we haven't seen all all year long. No, no, and you think that everything ought to be a fine-tuned machine by this time of the season. It's far from it, by the way. The Huskers did get a uh, touchdown on the board, 42-23 now, Purdue. That's great. That's just great. Here's a uh, handoff again, straight ahead, busting through there and carrying the ball out to the 20-yard line is going to be Ransom. Dion Ransom carrying the ball there for Midland, right in the center of the field, picks up the first down and more as he brings the ball out to the 20-yard line. Nice gain there. Yeah, 11-yard gain, biggest one from scrimmage here today for Midland. They finally get a little bit of life, get the football out of the shadows of their own goal line. They got the football out at the 20. Alvarez hands the ball away again to a ransom, spins away from a would-be tackler, and then down he goes, runs into nothing but white shirts. Three, four, five guys will bring down a ransom there 
at the uh, 21-yard line at the bottom of the stack for Hastings is going to be Wesley Jardine. So a pickup of a couple of yards in the play, the running play by Ransom. And now it's going to bring up a second down in each situation. Kim Midland is last in the league as far as offensive production on the rushing side of the ball. They only average about 90 yards per ball game. We thought we were bad. Second down and eight yards to go. We're at the 22-yard line now. Here's Alvarez, wants to throw, throws it. It's going to be caught here at the 35 to the 40, 45, and all the way out to the 50-yard line. Nice grab there, grabbing the ball for Midland was Bryce Fawcett. Fawcett coming out of the backfield to uh, grab that one. He was open. And they get the ball all the way to the 50-yard line, so they still got plenty of time to work here. Two minutes and 10 seconds to go. They've got all three of their timeouts left. Midland against the win here in this second quarter of play. So the Warriors... Right at the, mid, uh, the midfield stripe here. Wide receivers to the right side. Here's the Alvarez. Play action pass. Alvarez wants to throw. Plenty of time. Throws the ball. It's going to be off of the fingertips of his intended receiver down here at the 34-yard line. Midland fans thought that Broncos were there a little bit too early. That was Tristan Kamaka out here on the uh, pass pattern for Midland. He couldn't pull it in. It's an incomplete pass. Second down and 10. Jacob Tarr back there to apply the big hit. He thought he was there early. I thought that was pretty good timing by Tar. Tar with the big hit, second down at 10, 147 left to go here till half. High middle and right at the midfield stripe here at the 50 yard line. Wide receivers left and right. Midland waiting for the snap here with their quarterback, Raul Alvarez. Now maybe checking off here and changing his play. Everybody uh, checks the wristband. Their play card. Here's Alvarez on an old option play. They flip it back here across the 50 to the 45 to the Bronco 43-yard line and run out of bounds. Ransom again carrying the ball there on the option play. Jardim again in on the stop for uh, Hastings College. That was a pickup of about seven yards in the play as Jardim runs him out of bounds here on the near sideline. Midland has moved the ball down to the Hastings College 43-yard line now. Minute and 42 seconds to play. Hastings with a a couple of short field goals. They've got the lead here in this ball game by a score of six to nothing. But Midland now looking at a third down situation here. It's on the near side hash mark. Wide receivers come to the left side of the formation. One wide receiver to the right. Now interim head coach Dave Gillespie wants to call a timeout here. Talk things over. So we got a timeout. A minute and 42 seconds to play here in quarter number two. We'll take a break with a score. Midland. Trailing Hastings, it's the Broncos 6 and the Warriors nothing. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, we're here to make insurance simple through all stages of life. Knowing your loved ones will be taken care of can give you peace of mind, and you can count on your local Farm Bureau agent to help determine the amount of life insurance that's right for you. You already trust us to help protect your valuables. Now trust us to help protect what you value most, your loved ones. Call Marty DeMuth in Hastings today to see how we make insurance simple. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Securities and Services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. 1230 KHAS. Coming up at halftime, we'll have our halftime scoreboard show. Get you up to date on all the scores from across the Great Plains Athletic Conference and across the nation today with Bailey Crow. Also got the KHAS Scholar Athlete of the Week, so stick around for that. Interesting first half here in Fremont this afternoon. The Broncos with a couple of short chip shots on the field goals. Hastings with a lead by a score of six to nothing here in this contest. Midland looking at a third down situation. Third down and three yards to go. They got the ball at the Hastings College 43-yard line. Alvarez 
Sends a man in motion. Alvarez backs up. He tosses it. It's caught there at the 45 to the 40. Down to the 36-yard uh, line. Grabbing the ball there for uh, Midland. A little screen pass set up there. The Warriors getting the ball into the hands of Cole Griffin. He's going to pick up the first down. It's, he moves the ball down to the 36-yard line. So a little screen pass, a little tight end screen set up there with Cole Griffin. He picks up the first down for the Warriors, and now they move the ball down to the Hastings Challenge 36-yard line. Minute and 22 seconds to play here in the second quarter. There's a uh, running play again, and not much there as they bring it across to the 35, down to about the 34-yard line. So a short gain there. Running the football there for uh, Midland was uh, Jacob Butler, who's into the ball game now. A pickup of only one yard in the play. Second down and nine yards to go. Midland has inched the ball down here to about the 34-and-a-half-yard line. Three wide receivers now set up to the right side of the formation. One wide receiver to the left. There's Alvarez. He's got the ball. Here comes the pressure. Another screen pass set up here. Ransom with the ball. Lose one man. Gets it across the 30 down to the 28-yard line. Malafua had a chance at that one. And nice little nifty move there by Ransom. That would be tackler as he takes the ball down to the 28-yard line. And now Midland looking at a third down situation. Third down and two yards to go from the Hastings College 28-yard line. Three wide receivers to the right. Here's a pass thrown to the near sideline. It's going to be caught and a penalty flag is going to be uh, thrown down here inside the uh, five-yard line. Nice grab there by Midland. That was Cole Griffin here on the uh, near sideline who makes the, the grab or check that. Over here grabbing the ball for the Warriors on that pass pattern was Jelani Young. And now a penalty flag is down back here at the 10-yard line. Well, the flag sets right, or sets right around the 11-yard line. We've had, a, We've had a discussion. I haven't seen either team really move one way or the other. It's going to be a pass interference call on Hastings. Pass interference on Hastings. That's going to go on Josh Johnson. So Young made the catch, but I think he was out of bounds. But nevertheless, a pass interference call on Hastings. And now Midland has got the ball down here at the Hastings 13-yard line with 19 seconds to play here in this uh, second quarter from Fremont this afternoon. Hastings has got the lead by a score of 6 to nothing, but now Midland is threatening here. There's a pass that's going to be caught here by Young. A short pickup as they move the ball from the 14, actually, down here to about the 10-yard line. A pickup only four yards in a play. Now we've got 16 seconds to play here in this one. We're in the second quarter. Midland working to our end zone to our left here, trying to grab the lead with a touchdown and a, a conversion attempt here. So 16 seconds to play. Midland has got the ball at the Hastings College 10-yard line. Here's uh, Alvarez. He throws it again. Same play down here on the near sideline. Inside the five, down to about the three. Pass completion there to Tristan Kamaka. Now we've got 12 seconds to play. So 12 seconds to go here in the second quarter, and Midland has got the ball. That's going to be enough for a first down, so they're going to have four shots at this thing. If they have time, down here at the Hastings College, three-yard line. Well, they still, Midland's still with two timeouts, so they don't need to get the football out of bounds to stop the clock here. Yeah, they could actually go with a running play here if they like, and then save the, the last timeout in the event that they need to get the field goal unit out there if they can't get in the end zone. So Midland has got the ball down here at the Hastings College three-yard line. Alvarez rolls out right side, cocks the arm, throws it, jump ball into the corner of the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. Trying to get the ball to their big tight end, Cole Griffin. 
in the back corner of the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. So now in second down and goal. The ball is down here at the three-yard line. Now we got just six seconds to go, Jimmy. Six seconds to go, and we'll see what the coaching staff here for Midland elects to do. Well, and something like that with Alvarez, he rolled around a little bit. He bought a lot of time. If they want to go for it here, they're going to have to do a quick hit or a slant pattern, so to speak. They can't burn a lot of time. They want to get the field goal unit out on there. Yeah, that last play, it took uh, six seconds, and we're at six seconds right now. So Midland has got the ball down here at the Hastings three-yard line. They've got six seconds to play in the second quarter. Here's Alvarez with the ball. He backs up, now throws it. It's going to be tipped, and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Jacob Tarr down here at the one-yard line. The ball was swatted in the air right at the line of scrimmage, and Jacob Tarr gets the interception for Hastings at the one-yard line. I'm not sure Stagmeyer was right in the area when that ball was thrown, but it was batted high into the air, and Jacob Tarr, Johnny on the spot at the one-yard line, picks that off. Then he took a big, big shot. But with two seconds left to go, the Bronco defense holds. They've been a lot there. They pushed it all the way down inside the five-yard line, and the Bronco deal hold here. They'll just simply take a... And, well, they can't really take a knee where, where no. they're at. They'll have to – Cruz will have to stick his head in the uh, line of scrimmage here and uh, burn this uh, two seconds off. Broncos should go into the uh, halftime. Although, look at the uh, formation we've got. Yeah, Cruz is in the end zone. They're running their, their regular formation. They're going to hand the ball away and running through there, busting through there, is going to be uh, Darvante Knight. He gets it up to about the seven-yard line where he just spun down right there. That was kind of risky. Why? Yeah, why would you not just get up under center and just kind of yeah. – plunge ahead. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're at the halftime. So, got a risky move there as they hand it away to uh, Devante, who actually got the hand off of the end zone. So, he brings it up to the seven-yard line. And Yeah, we've reached halftime. This is one of those ball games. You just kind of shake your head. You get to halftime and go, wow, what did I just witness? What did I just witness? Goodness. We're at halftime here this afternoon in Fremont. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings College, 6 Midland nothing. You're listening to Bronco football this afternoon on 1230 KHAS. The difference between clicking on a computer to order flowers versus having a conversation with the people who are going to pick and arrange the most appropriate bouquet. This is Amy from Bob Sass Flowers. My dad built his business knowing his customers, knowing their special occasions, and how they celebrated them. So a delivery from Bob Sass Flowers is now what it was then. Real people delivering real love. Flowers from Bob Sass Flowers of Hastings. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night. And Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals for every Husker and Hastings Bronco game for a pizza and beer special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here. Hastings College football in 1230 KHAS. Hastings has got the lead over Midland this afternoon. The score is 6 to nothing. A couple of field goals for Hastings, and that's all she wrote. 
Both teams had uh, chances to put more points on the scoreboard. Hastings had a touchdown that was called back on a hold. Hastings has missed on a, a field goal attempt from a short range. We had an interception in the red zone. But the Broncos come back with a big defensive stand here right at the end of the second quarter as Jacob Tarr gets an interception with just a, a couple of seconds left in the uh, second quarter. And that's the way we stand here at halftime. Uh, kind of a uh, wild first half of play, but only six points on the scoreboard. Six to nothing. Hastings with a lead over Midland today. Yeah, to say the least, I've got a, usually a little more time to figure stuff up with you doing your first half scoring. Not a lot in the uh, ball game. There's not a lot of offense uh, in this first half of action. Halftime numbers brought to you by Rival Sports Bar and Grill, home of the $6.99 daily lunch special, daily drink specials, and on Husker and Bronco game days, get a large specialty pizza and domestic pitcher for $21.99. For Midland in that first half, unofficially at 58 yards passing for Alvarez, their quarterback. They brushed it just 13 times for 40 yards, so 98 yards of total offense unofficially in this first half of action. Eight first downs for Midland. I've got them at uh, eight penalties. In that first half action, we talked about the penalties. They have been a bunch of them here in this first half of action. For Hastings College, Samaniego in that first half has thrown for 134 yards. He's had one interception in that first half. And the Broncos with 26 rushes, 125 yards. So 259 a total offense. We talked about all the offense that the Broncos have uh, put up here in this first half and still only six points. So the uh, Broncos with a lot of... Uh, a lot of improving to do as far as uh, trying to get the ball into uh, the end zone and into the red zone. Broncos with 15 first downs in that uh, first half of action. We talk about the penalties, just handed the official sheet here. 13 penalties between both teams. And now officially the uh, total offense for Midland now, I, I just understand 18 plays and 30 yards. 30 yards for Midland in that first half. Uh, 16 yards rushing, 14 yards passing. We look at some individual leaders. Tristan Kamaka with uh, a couple of carries for 10 yards. Dion Ransom three carries and uh, just uh, eight yards. Jacob Butler with a couple carries and four yards. Receiving today, Hayden Dunn has a reception for 11 and Dion Ransom has one for three. I question these numbers because a tight end was uh, got a reception there in the first half. Leading tackler for Midland here in the first half is Brock Dunn. He has seven and a half attributed to his name. Lane Heinert with five and a half in that first half. For Hastings College offensively, Cruz Samaniego leading rusher today, eight carries, 65 yards. Anthony Cloyd has four carries and 14 yards. Brandon Bockel, you don't see this a lot. Our punter has uh, got a, a rushing play. He had that fake punt. They uh, officially ruled out of the 11-yard carry, and Taj Willingham, six carries and 11 yards. Noah House has three receptions for 41 yards receiving. Taj Willingham, one for 34. Austin Curley has one catch across the middle for 21. And Glenn Wallace, one for 17. On the defensive side of things, Wesley Jardine credited with four and a half total tackles in that first half. Tyler Hooper for two. Casey Malafua is credited with one. So not only are we having trouble on the field, we're having trouble with about everything that goes along with this football game here today, but the Broncos lead at six to nothing, trying to maintain that Watchorn McLaughlin trophy, which I have not seen yet. Usually they have it up here. Did Tony forget it? 
Did somebody remind him to bring the trophy? Somebody might have stole. We've had some strange things happen here today. Maybe somebody somebody stole. We broke it one year. Well, maybe they're guarding it over there on the other yeah, side. They could be. They could be. Two field goals for Hastings College so far. That's our scoring in this ball game. Hastings hitting a uh, 34-yard field goal at the 7:54 mark of the second quarter from Nikki G to make it three to nothing. Broncos come back and get a uh, 27-yard field goal with 3:17 remaining. They go out on top six to nothing, and again Midland drove the ball inside the five-yard line down here late in the second quarter, but. Alvarez throws an interception, a ball that was swatted right here at the line of scrimmage that was picked off by uh, Jacob Tarr. So Hastings uh, keeps the Warriors out of the end zone in the first half of play. The Broncos pitching the shutout so far. Hastings has got the lead here at halftime. Coming up, we've got the Scholar Athlete of the Week at Hastings College, and then Bailey Crow is going to join us from the KHAS Sports Studios to get you up to date on all the scores from across the Great Plains Athletic Conference and across the nation today. Again, our score at halftime. Hastings is out on top of Midland by the score of 3 to nothing. You're listening to Bronco Football today on 1230 KHAS. Get more than you expect. Direct. The Columbus Day sale is on now at Furniture Direct in Hastings. Revitalize your bedroom with four-piece bedroom sets including dresser, mirror, headboard, and nightstand as low as $4.99. Treat yourself and enjoy the luxury of a left recliner, only $4.99. No interest financing is available, too. 24 months, subject to credit approval. Hurry into Furniture Direct on South Burlington in Hastings, behind Sonics, and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. When it hurts, come to Burt's. Burt's Drug Stores in Hastings has the best prescription and over-the-counter service and free delivery six days a week. You get old-fashioned, know you buy your first-name personal service at Burt's Drug Store downtown Hastings and Burt's Pharmacy, 14th and Bellevue. Keep your vehicle in top running condition. Rely on the trained professional mechanics at Halloran Automotive. They'll have your car, truck, or van ready for changing driving conditions. Safe driving starts with a stop at Halloran Automotive, 2001 West 2nd Street in Hastings. It's time now for the Scholar Athlete of the Week, brought to you by the Hastings College Foundation. Hastings has something for everyone. You might have played in the NBA. You might have served as an Undersecretary of Agriculture or an Assistant Secretary of State, a Chief Justice of the Nebraska Supreme Court, or a world-famous mathematician. If you are, you might be a Hastings College alumni. Former Broncos populate some of the highest positions in the most prestigious areas of endeavor. Many of them are still in touch. We're asking you to stay in touch. Support Hastings College. Log on to Hastings.edu and click on the Alumni Friends and Giving link. Our KHAS Radio Scholar Athlete this week is football player Stephen Dudham. He is originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, graduated from Carl Alberts High School. He is majoring in recreation and sports management, holding a 3.15 GPA. Some athletic accomplishments at his time at Hastings College include being a three-year football starter, an honorable mention in the all-conference team, and an honorable mention preseason All-American. In addition, he is co-president of Kappa Tau Phi fraternity. And hobbies, basketball and football. Stephen Dunham. RKHAS Radio Scholar Athlete of the Week. The Scholar Athlete is brought to you by Hastings College. Challenge yourself, inspire greatness. Hastings College does that.
Five Points Bank of Hastings, safe, strong, and growing. Back in September of 2000, we opened for business at 4th and St. Joe with a staff of five. Now we have three banking locations, over 45 employees, and have grown to become the largest locally owned bank in Hastings. Since our opening, we've listened to you and responded by providing high-quality customer service, new banking technology, and provided support to many community organizations. We appreciate your support and look forward to continuing as the better bank in Hastings. The Hastings College Halftime Scoreboard is brought to you by ASAP. Those letters stand for Area Substance Abuse and Alcohol Prevention. For more information, log on to asaap-ne.org. And good afternoon, everyone. This is Bailey Crow with you here in the KHAS studios with your halftime scores. As you just heard from Mike, Will, and Jimmy, Hastings College is on top of Midland at the half. The score of that is Hastings College 6 and Midland nothing. Some other GPAC scores and games going on right now. You've got Northwestern on top of Briar Cliff at the start of the third quarter. Score of that is 21 to nothing. At halftime right now, you've got Dakota Wesleyan leading in the, in the War of the Wesleyans as they take on Nebraska Wesleyan. The score of that is 35 to 7. You've also got Doan Tigers on top of Dort right now. Score of that is 38 to nothing. There's one other game going on, and that's Morningside and Concordia, but neither of them decided to update their scores on Twitter or their live, live score feed, so they're going on, but got no update on them. Moving on to NCAA Division I games. Going to focus in on the Big Ten. And man, Nebraska trying everything they can in the fourth quarter here to get back in it as Purdue, who's only won one game this year, is on top of Nebraska 42-31 to here with about six minutes in the fourth quarter. Some other Big Ten games going on. You've got Penn State is on top of Illinois right now in the fourth quarter. Score of that is 39 to nothing. We've got a final from today. Wisconsin beat Rutgers. Final score of that, 48-10. to 10. Some other games going on here in about, oh, 10 minutes or so. You've got Maryland taking on Iowa. And finally, at 6 o'clock tonight, you've got Michigan taking on Minnesota. Going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about some more NCAA teams in the top 25. Hi, this is Stephanie Creechwill, the Executive Director of ASAP. ASAP is proud to introduce the Challenging College Alcohol Abuse Program in our community. Challenging College Alcohol Abuse is an evidence-based positive social norm campaign that works to reduce binge drinking episodes in college students. This program corrects misperceptions regarding attitudes towards alcohol and encourages the development of policies to maintain a safe environment for all students. For more information, please contact ASAP at 463-0524 or log on to asap-ne.org. Some scores here from the top 25 in NCAA. You've got number 19, Old Miss, on top of Auburn right now in the fourth quarter. Score of that is 27-19. You've got Syracuse taking on number 17, Florida State, in the fourth quarter. And the score of that, Florida State 45, Syracuse 14. And we've got, just started here a few minutes ago, Colorado taking on UCLA. There's no score of that right now. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, you can see number 11, Florida, take on Georgia. Number 3, Clemson, take on NC State. 
Number 14, Oklahoma take on Kansas. Number 12, Oklahoma State take on Texas Tech. And at, let's see, 6 o'clock, you've got number 16, Memphis, taking on Tulane. Also at 6 o'clock, you've got Miami taking on number 22, Duke. Also at 6, you've got Vanderbilt taking on number 18, Houston, as well as Oregon State taking on number 13, Utah. At 7 o'clock, you've got number 9, Notre Dame, versus number 21, Temple. And at 9.30, you've got number 8, Stanford, taking on Washington State. That's all for scores here in the booth. We'll take you back out to the game here after a short break. You've been listening to the Hastings College Halftime Scoreboard, brought to you by ASAP, Area Substance Abuse and Alcohol Prevention. ASAP partners with local agencies and schools to help change the attitudes and raise awareness about the dangers of alcohol and substance abuse. For more information, log on to asaap-ne.org. Stay tuned. The second half is coming up on your home and away voice of the Hastings College Broncos, 1230 KHAS. Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE Internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your Internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, New View Real Estate is the perfect solution. Listen to one of their satisfied customers. We just purchased our new home from New View Real Estate in Hastings, and I am so glad that we did. Ann, Dana, and Connie were amazing to work with, and I would recommend these ladies to anyone looking to buy or sell a home. They are reliable and professional and are just wonderful to work with. Hi, this is Ann Halbert with New View Real Estate in Hastings. If we can be of any service to you too, please give us a call at 462-9111. We're located at 1239 North Burlington, and we look forward to meeting you soon. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here at Heatham Field. We're in Fremont this afternoon. Hastings College in Midland doing battle here in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Six to nothing is a score here at the break as uh, Hastings College has used a couple of short field goals to grab the lead. Been an update on some uh, scores from across the nation. Purdue now leading Nebraska by a score of 49-31. to 49-31. They are in the fourth quarter now with five minutes and 51 seconds to play. Penn State leading Illinois now by a score of 39 to nothing. Old Miss in the fourth quarter is leading Auburn by a score of 27-19. to You've got uh, Florida State rolling over Syracuse today. They're late in the ball game. In fact, a minute and 35 seconds to play. Florida State's leading Syracuse by the score of 45-14. to Virginia Tech is out on top of Boston College. 
23-3. They've got uh, 10 minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Ball State has got to lead over Massachusetts. I know you've been waiting for that, baby. Ball State with a lead 20-10 over Massachusetts. They're in the uh, third quarter of play. You've got uh, Central Michigan leading Akron 7-6. Southern Miss, the Eagles now leading uh, in their ball game over uh, Texas El Paso. They're in the second quarter. Southern Miss 7 and uh, UTEP 3. That's in the uh, second quarter. they got 12.45 to play until halftime. Virginia is leading Georgia Tech by a score of 3 to nothing. Here's one for you. California has jumped out on top of USC. It is seven to nothing. They're in the first quarter with 6.59 to play in that ball game. No score between uh, Colorado and uh, UCLA. Some final scores in. Uh, Western Kentucky beat Old Dominion today by a score of 55 to 30. Cincinnati over uh, Central Florida, 52 to 7. It was Navy today shooting down uh, South Florida by a score of 29 to 17. Wisconsin again, winners over Rutgers, 48 to 10. Texas A&M beat South Carolina, 35 to 28. So that gets you up to date on all the scores from uh, throughout the nation and across the Great Plains Athletic Conference from our sports studios and up here in our, our press facilities at Heatham Field in Fremont. So I guess we look forward to the second half and there's probably not too many things that we haven't seen so far in the ball game as uh, we get ready to, to tear up again for, for the second half. Yeah, we've seen a, a little bit of it, uh, everything here in this uh, first half of action. Again, a lot of uh, penalty flag sloppy play by both teams. We've seen turnovers. We've seen uh, the Broncos put up a lot of yards in the first half, but uh, only six points on the board. They had a touchdown pass to Curley that was called back on a holding call. We also had a uh, pass interference call, or actually an interception in the uh, end zone in the first quarter. So Hastings has had their opportunities. Again, 248 yards officially on 43 plays. Midland has only run 18 offensive plays today. The Broncos have just flat dominated this ball game. They've doubled them up on time of possession. Just every facet of the game, you would think the Broncos are leading this ball game about 24 to nothing. They're not. And if things can get worse for one individual in this game, not only have things been uh, not very good down on the field, an individual had a 24-yard field goal to win a car, and he didn't get it to the pipes. If he would have made that, he would have won a car here at halftime. So things yep. are just things are just unraveling here in Fremont. Well, it's Halloween. It is. It's just uh, strange things happen, and uh, yeah. boy, this is uh, really really shaping up to be a uh, a wild second half of action. Yeah, it's a one score ball game right now. Midland again had a chance to to grab the lead by halftime, but Jacob Tar makes a great interception of the ball for Hastings down here at the one yard line to. Uh, Fourth that drive, so I guess uh, one aspect we should feel fortunate uh, to maybe have the lead here at halftime. On the other side of things, on the other side of things, uh, we should be out on top by uh, a bunch of points here in the first half. Well, we really should be, and uh, again, we should feel fortunate we do have the lead again. Uh, Midland, right there before half, took the football all the way downfield, aided on a couple of pass interference calls, and uh, they had a, a first and goal. And uh, if things don't get any stranger. Uh, yeah, our, our lunch just arrived. We were promised uh, pizza at halftime of this ball game, and now as we get back under the air and get the second half started, the, the pizza has finally arrived. I, That's sweet. I, I'm afraid how the rest of this evening, with it being Halloween, I'm afraid how this is, is going to turn out. We've got a, a two-and-a-half-hour drive 
a lot of things can happen on the way home. It'll be Husker fan talk. Things won't be fun there. And then when we do get home and we dress up and go trick-or-treating, I'm fearful what could happen there. The Broncos will be kicking the football off, off here at the start of the second half. They'll be kicking into the windmill and we'll get the football. Pizza sure smells good, doesn't it? Pizza sure smells good. All right, so Hastings is going to kick off. It's a, a six-to-nothing ball game as uh, Hastings College has got the lead. And here comes the uh, kickoff. Kamaka is going to bring that ball back across the 15. The 20 is going to be crushed there at the uh, 21-yard line. So Midland, not a whole lot of uh, offense in that first half of play here today. In fact, they had just 30 yards of total offense, 16 rushing and 14 yards passing is all they could muster in the uh, first half of play or somewhere close to that. Somewhere. Somewhere close to that. That's the official numbers, I guess. All right, so Midland has got the ball here at the 21-yard line. Strap in. We've got to yeah. the second half. Yet to come here. He sings with a 6 to nothing lead, trying to win that Watchhorn uh, McLaughlin trophy and bring that baby back to Hastings. Been rusting there for the past year or so. Here's a handoff. Ransom has got the ball, loses a couple of guys, and he's only brought down here at the uh, 23-yard line. So a short pickup tackle is made by Jared McDermott of uh, Hastings College. So a short pickup from the 20 out to the uh, 23-yard line. We'll give him uh, what, seven yard, uh, three yards in the play. It's second down and seven yards to go. We're the only broadcast team that brings our own pencil sharpener. And it's a good thing because we got a lot of stuff to write down here today. Here's uh, Alvarez. We're all Alvarez, the quarterback. Play action pass. Wants to throw it across the middle. It's going to be incomplete. Trying to get the ball out here to the uh, 35-yard line. It was thrown low. Cole Griffin was the intended receiver but had no chance for that one. Out here at the 35, it's going to bring up a third down situation. Now third down and seven yards to go. Just underway here in the second half. Hastings with a 27-yard field goal and a 34-yard field goal in the second quarter. But the Broncos have got the lead over Midland. Here in the Great Plains Athletic Conference, the score is 6 to nothing here in this one. So Midland looking at a third down situation. Alvarez wants to throw it again. That ball is going to be tipped and intercepted. Intercepted for Hastings at the 20-yard line. Back to the 15, to the 10, at the 5, and taking it in the end zone for the touchdown. Grabbing the ball there for Hastings is going to be Kelly McBride. He returns it all the way for a touchdown, and the Broncos get their first touchdown in the ball game. And again, Justin Stagmeyer causing problems in there defensively, was able to get a big beat hookup. He tipped that football at the line of scrimmage from Alvarez. It goes high in the air. McBride right there. That is the second interception for Hastings College here this afternoon, and that one goes pick six. Broncos lining up now for the PAT. So Kelly McBride gets the interception there for uh, Hastings College and returns it for a touchdown. Hey, boy, you, that was an easy that was an easy pick six there. Now the Broncos, they're going to throw the ball over here, and they're going to go for a, a two-point conversion attempt as they throw it over here and uh, trying to crash forward there and unable to make it. That was a weird formation. They had the, the center and the kicker and the holder in the center of the field. Everybody else was lined up to the left side of the formation. The center picks the ball up and throws it over to Jacob Reynoso. Jacob Reynoso, who is behind a wall of blockers over here to try to go in for the two-point conversion, and that baby failed. Reynoso got about a yard, and that's all she wrote. So Midland was waiting for that one. So the two-point conversion is no good. 14.05 to play here in quarter number three. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings 12 and Midland nothing. 
The train tracks are gone, and over time, things change. But Vons Printers continues to be your full-service printing specialist. From start to finish, Vons Printers will customize your own logo, print business cards, envelopes, letterheads, brochures, and notepads to create a calling card for your business. Expect quality, personalized service, and competitive pricing from your full-service printing experts. For over 85 years, locally owned and operated, Vons Printers, 2nd and East Side Boulevard in Hastings. 1230 KHAS. Joe Kelly McBride, a pick six for Hastings. That's his first interception of the season, and he returns to Zambaby for the score, and Hastings misses on the two-point conversion, so Broncos are out on top by a score of 12 to nothing. And here comes uh, Midland back now. That's a Kamaka with the ball as he brings it out to the 30, out to about the uh, 31-yard line. Darvante Knight on special teams down there for Hastings and making a stop there. And so Midland has got the ball. They'll start this drive from their own 31-yard line. 3.07 left to go in the ballgame in West Lafayette. It's uh, Nebraska's trying to come back, but uh, probably not going to get there. It's Purdue 49, Nebraska 38. Again, 3.07 left to go in the fourth quarter. Don't get me started. How do you give up 49 points to a team that is in the bottom of every offensive statistical category in the Big Ten Conference, and we give up 49 points to these cellar dwellers? Don't get me started. It's a first down in the 10 yards to go here for Midland as they uh, continue to try to run the football here against Hastings College. That's a ransom. Ransom finding uh, no success whatsoever. Tackle is made in there by the Broncos. Making the stop was Taylor Menenhall for Hastings, the junior out of Millard South. So a pickup of a couple of yards in a play. Midland is uh, kind of centered her ways here today with interim head coach Dave Gillespie to run the football here against Hastings. And having a tough time doing it. Second down and eight yards to go. There's a handoff to a Kamaka on that little reverse play. 35. He gets outside, but he's run out of bounds. Runs out of real estate over there. Out to football over that far side. We're in the third quarter of play. 13-15 to go. Hastings is out on top of Midland on this uh, Halloween Saturday. The score is 12 to nothing. A couple of field goals, a touchdown, a couple of missed field goals, missed two-point conversion, and that's the way we stand here. There's a handout of Ransom carrying the ball. He's got the first down as he brings. It was good to see him back into the ball game. Nemanja Lazarevich. He's been kind of banged up the past couple of weeks, but Lazarevich back in there with the assist on that tackle. It's now first down and 10 from Midland. They got the ball at the 44-yard line of Midland. The Warriors from left to right here. Ransom busting through there across the 50 to the 45 of Hastings to the 43-yard line. The Ransom again carrying the football there. Tackle is made by Jacob Tarr for Hastings College. Ransom picks up some running room by up the teeth of the buzzsaw there, the, the Bronco defense, as they move the ball down to the 44-yard line. Another first down from Midland. They're going with a quicker pace now here in the second half again. There's a fake to a ransom, and carrying the football there was Alvarez, and he stumbles down here at the 45-yard line. Maybe getting his hand in there was a Tyler Murphy for a Hastings College. A loss of a couple of yards in the play back here to the 46-yard line, second down at 12 yards to go. Broncos running with 12 minutes to play now in the third quarter. Broncos are out on top by a score of 12 to nothing. Ball's on the near side, hash mark. Wide receivers go left and right now for a Midland. A couple of running backs in the backfield. Alvarez 
Looking over the defense, high snap, play action pass. Alvarez wants to throw, throws to the near side. It's going to be incomplete. Again, a pass uh, delivered low. The intended receiver over here for uh, Midland was uh, Hayden Dunn. That was Clancy and Johnson over here in uh, coverage for uh, Hastings College. Third down now for Midland and about 12 yards to go. Yeah, we see Bronco defense shuttling several guys in every, uh, seems like every play, three guys in, three guys out there. Good defensive play there. That ball was delivered low, but Johnson got in there to swat that one away. Third down and about 11 here from the 45. All right, it's going to be Alvarez winning here on the snap with a couple of wide receivers out to the left. Alvarez will back up. Here comes the pressure. Alvarez steps up. He's going to run. He's at a 45, and he's hit down at the 43-yard line. Kelly McBride, the guy who just returned that uh, last series, uh, interception for a touchdown, gets the tackle there, and we're going to have another penalty flag here on Midland. Boy, the Warriors are shooting themselves in the foot. They've had a, a ton of penalties here in this football game. I guess when you're trying to rebuild a team, you got to start there. Now that's now penalty 14 between both teams. That was an illegal shift against Midland. That is uh, now officially their eighth penalty, actually ninth penalty of the ball game, and they will be forced to punt the football. We'll have 11:32 left to go here in the third quarter. I believe it's Jordan Clancy going back deep. We've had a, a plethora of different return guys this season. Yeah, Clancy is uh, settled in back there at the uh, 10-yard line. Shielding his eyes from the sun here that's uh, broken away from the clouds in Fremont. And here comes the punt by a runner. He gets it away. It's an end over end kick and trying to get the the bounce down there. And they, they get her done. It's at the five yard line and it's going to roll dead at the five yard line. So a great punt. Not much on the distance there, but he absolutely got everything he wanted as that one rolls dead at the five yard line, about a 38 yard kick. Had a nice spin on the ball and just uh, hit the turf, and it stayed right there. So a great kick by uh, Midland's uh, Ethan Renner, and Hastings will start deep in their own territory. Can't make a mistake down here. Hastings will have the ball at the five-yard line. Now the Broncos with a uh, 12-0 lead, but again offensively putting up some big numbers, 248 yards in that uh, first half of action. So a big offensive output for a team that was coming in averaging 314. They're going to well exceed that here today. All right, here's a Salmon Yago. He's got the ball. He's going to hand it away. That's Darvante Knight. And as he's, this goes forward for a couple of yards here, trying to get some breathing room out here as he gets the ball out to about the, the seven-yard line. Tackle is made in there by Troy Rodriguez, the outside linebacker for the Warriors. We'll give him a pickup all the way up here to the nine-yard line. So a four-yard gain for Darvante Knight. Second down, six yards to go. He sings with the ball deep in their own territory after a great punt by Ethan Renner. Simon Diego has got the ball again. Play action pass. He wants to throw. Now he's in trouble. Gets out of the end zone. Simon Diego at the five-yard line to the 10. He's down the sideline 15, and he's out of bounds. Simon Diego almost caught in the end zone there. Pressure by a middle. Now we got a penalty flag sitting at the five-yard line. Yeah, very fortunate to get out of there. There was a defender that was locked up. The pocket broke down, and he was coming in from behind. Could have very uh, easily swatted the football out of Cruz's hands. And we'll get the... Ruling now, personal foul. Slapped to the head. Yeah, that'll go on uh, Midland. So after a good run, that was going to be enough to get a first down for Hastings. They'll definitely get one and some more yards. All right, so they'll mark this off from the uh, end of the play here. And Hastings will move the ball all the way up to the 30-yard line. So a 15-yard penalty on Midland as their penalties continue to, to mount up here in this ball game. So Hastings down with the ball at the 30-yard line. So after being... Uh, Pinned back against the uh, goal line. Hastings has got the ball into the 30-yard line all of a sudden. 
Ten minutes and 18 seconds to play on a Halloween Saturday here in Fremont. Kind of a spooky day for us as AC's got a 12 to nothing lead. Simon Diego throws it to the far side. That baby is caught. Austin Curley pulls her in there for Hastings up around the 35-yard line. Ridden out of bounds over there by uh, Midland University. Just a short game there. Curley knocked out of bounds. Just uh, not a very good spot over there on that far sideline. It's only a two-yard gain for Curley. That is Curley's uh, second reception of the afternoon. All right, here's uh, Simon Diego again. He wants to throw. He throws. Nope, he's going to run it. He's going to go down at the 36-yard line. He is comes to a sliding stop there. He was just about ready to run into big old Chris Oatman, who is in there now. Chris Oatman at six foot one, 260 pounds, a junior from Clear Lake, California. He took off and he his eyes got real big because Oatman was bearing down on him. He went sliding down. Simon Diego down at the 35 yard line. I bet Cruz is a pretty good baseball player. He's got that slide down. Third down and five yards to go here for Hastings Challenge in their own end. Here's a pass across the middle. It's caught at the 40-yard line. It's going to be short of a first down. Caught at the 40-yard line. That's our tight end. Kaleo Buckman, he grabs the ball but couldn't shake the tackle. He's brought down right at the 40, and Hastings looking at fourth down and about a yard to go. Uh, he, maybe, uh, that maybe Tony may roll the dice there. Their defense has been playing pretty decent here today, but he'll send the punt team on and we buckle. Although we've had a fake punt here today in long yardage situation, and we've only got a fourth and one, but I'm sure Midland looking for that. All right, they got 10 guys on the line of scrimmage. One guy back here, fourth down in the yard, low snap. Buckle takes off and he gets the ball away. Nearly blocked. Good kick, bounces the 20-yard line, picked up there, and then uh, hit out of bounds. It went to the far sideline. It was picked up over there by a Hayden Dunn for uh, Midland. He's run out of bounds over there just as he gets the ball in his grasp, and he's uh, out of bounds. So we got eight minutes and 24 seconds to play. Hastings College football action here this afternoon on 1230 KHIS. Also online at www.hastingslink.com. Internet streaming brought to you by Hastings College, challenge yourself, inspire greatness. Hastings does that. Find out more. You can log on to www.hastings.edu. So Midland with the ball. First down and 10 yards to go from their own 23-yard line. Alvarez hangs them all away. It's going to go uh, straight ahead for a couple of yards. Or just uh, three yards, two yards in a cloud of dust here for uh, Midland here in this ballgame. Very content with running the football against Hastings. Ransom again, the uh, ball carrier there for the Warriors as they Bring it to the 25-yard line. Second down and eight yards to go. Not your most exciting football game that we have seen in a long time, but Midland hanging close here this afternoon. It's a 12 to nothing ball game. Hastings has got the lead. Alvarez waiting. Hands the ball away again to a Ransom. Ransom gets outside the numbers. Still on his feet as he brings the ball to the 32-yard line. Tackle is made in there by the Broncos and coming up to make the stop for Hastings. It's going to be Jared McDermott, the linebacker out of Gardner, Kansas. So now it's going to bring up a third down situation. Third down and about a yard to go for the Warriors. Thirty seconds to play. It's uh, Purdue leading Nebraska, fifty-five to forty-five. So the Boilermakers have put fifty-five points on the board against our Blackshirts. It's a uh, third down and a yard to go here from the uh, thirty-three yard line. Midland is. 
Looking for a first down as they hand it away again to a ransom. This time he's going to be stopped short, I think. It all depends on whether he spots his football. He did not get much, didn't need much as a ransom goes uh, straight ahead. Tackle is made in there by Taylor Mendenhall and others for Hastings College, and it all depends on the spot of the football here. As the officials look to the far side, they'll put it down here at about the 32-yard line, and I think that's going to be short. So Hastings stops Midland on a uh, third down and short situation. And the Warriors want to put the football away. So a great job by the Bronco D. Bronco D has played a uh, very good game. They just had, had a pick six. Kelly McBride able to pick off the tip pass, take it in for a touchdown. But they've uh, yet to allow Midland right around 100 yards of total offense so far. Here's the uh, snap. Runner gets the ball away. It's going to bounce at the 39-yard line. Takes a Midland bounce across the 30, down to the 25-yard line, down to the 24 down to the 23 before it finally rolls dead. And that's where Hastings College will uh, start. We got six minutes and eight seconds to play here in the third quarter. Hastings is out on top by a score of 12 to nothing. Broncos return home. Their final home game of the season will be next Saturday. Hastings will take on the Dort Defenders. Kickoff will be at 1 o'clock. Airtime will be at 12 o'clock noon next Saturday on 1230 KHIS. Yeah, Hastings with a couple of games here left to go. Dort and Nebraska Wesleyan, very winnable football games, could end the year uh, on a good positive note. Here's a Cruz Samaniego, the offense back out there, empty backfield. Cruz backs up, surveys under pressure. Samaniego holds it, now throws it, caught 25-30, down the sideline 35-40 and run out of bounds. That's Austin Curley grabbing the ball there. He gets another reception. Curley's going to have the first down and more as he's run out of bounds on the far side. They'll spot the football here at the 36. A nice game there. Cruz Samaniego buying a little time there as he rolled to his right side. Unloads. Austin Curley pulls her in. Picks up the first down. So the Broncos have brewed the ball out here to the 36. 5.43 to play down the third quarter. He sings out on top by a score of 12 to nothing here in the ball game. Empty backfield again. Wide receivers all over the place for Samaniego. Brings in man in motion. Flips the ball to a Darvante Knight. Darvante 40, 45, 50. Still on his feet to the 45-yard line of Minden, uh, Midland. Down to the 44 before he's finally brought down. They split Darvante out to the right side, and he just comes back, and they flip the ball to him. And Darvante with some nice moves, spinning into the center of the field there, and takes the ball down to the Midland 44-yard line. That is a first down for the Broncos. Nearly a 20-yard gain for Darvante Knight. Yeah, good run there. He picked up some good blocking, cut it in behind his big left tackle, and then got spun around sideways. He ran for a good 6-7 yards sideways, kind of looking downfield, but he kept forward progress going. The ball down at the 44-yard line. Five wide receivers out of the pattern again. Samaniego wants to throw. Rolls to his right, holds it, holds it. Now he's going to be tackled. He takes it to the far sideline, and he's uh, tackled out of bounds right in front of the uh, Bronco bench over there. And Simon Yango is going to lose a couple of yards in the play. Wanted to take the ball downfield, just nobody there, and Cruz didn't want to make a mistake. He's already thrown one red zone interception today. Didn't want to make a mistake. He just ate the ball as he got to the far sideline. He's knocked out at the 46-yard line. Loss of a couple of yards in the play. Second down and 12 yards to go. Now he sings to the man in the backfield. That's going to be uh, Jake Fowler who's into the ball game now for he sings. Right there, Anthony Cloyd. Anthony Cloyd gets the handoff too across the 40. Look at him go across the 35 down in the 30-yard line. Anthony Cloyd picks up a good 14, 15 yards in the play there as Anthony Anthony Cloyd with another good run. Cloyd in that uh, first half had 14 yards. We'll give him 
16 officially on that one. Cloyd, a much bigger back. He can kind of lay out some uh, punishing blows downfield. He stays in the ball game. They faked the ball to him now. Samaniego wants to throw as he takes it to the right sideline. Cruz throws the ball on top of the fingertips of Reynoso down here at the 20-yard line. Reynoso is down on one knee, and that one goes uh, right off of his fingertips out of bounds. So an incomplete pass. It's going to bring up a second down and 10 situation now for Hastings. Broncos have moved the ball down here to the 30-yard line. 3.52 to play in the third quarter. Hastings out on top of Midland today by a score of 12 to nothing. Looking for more. Hastings has got a couple of field goals and a pick six for their uh, point total here today. Offense looking to score for the first time this afternoon. There's Anthony Cloyd with the ball. Anthony moves it down to about the 27. Not that the offense has any some chances, Jimmy. They've had it down here a couple of times and have come up empty. Well, they really have. We had a missed field goal, and again, we've talked about it all game. A uh, holding call nullified a penalty or a touchdown, an interception in the end zone, and uh, we'll see what Hastings, Hastings can do here. Third down and about seven yards. You talk about Simon Diego, just looking at these numbers here. Pretty good day, thrown for 154 yards. He'd completed five in a row before that, that last incompletion to Sanchez. All right, here comes uh, Cruz Samaniego. Again, he wants to throw, flushed out of the pocket, throws the ball. It's going to be way over the head of uh, Austin Curley down inside the 15-yard line. Looks like he was just trying to throw that one away and but sailing over his head, and now it's a fourth down situation. Hastings got the ball at the 28. We're against the wind here going in this direction. We're going to try a field goal, yeah. We're going to try a field goal. This will be a 44-yard field goal attempt by uh, Nicky G. His longest one this year has been 42 yards, so this will be his longest field goal of the season if he can knock this baby home from the uh, 34. Ball is down. The kick is sailing toward the uprice, and that's going to be off of the left side. It's going to be no good. So Nicky G has uh, made a couple of field goals, and he has missed a couple of field goals today. Going to have to make a couple adjustments. I could help him out with that on the golf course as he hit another pull hook off the left side. That's the same one that he hit earlier in this ballgame. All right, so... A missed field goal attempt, and Midland is still in the ball game here, trailing by a score of 12 to nothing. Three minutes and three seconds to play here in this one. Just leave them hanging around and hanging around. They get a little more confidence. They, they've had opportunities, though Midland has as well. They've had a, a, right at the end of the first half, had a chance to go in for a touchdown, and Bronco D came up with a big interception. All right, Alvarez comes back out with his offensive unit. He's got one guy in the backfield. Alvarez grabs the ball, throws it. It's going to be off of the fingertips of his intended receiver. That's going to be uh, Hayden Dunn out here at about the 42-yard line. That's Josh Johnson back in coverage there for uh, Hastings College. Three and six isn't bad, is it? Three and six. If you have a record of three wins and six losses, that's not bad, is it? Oh, that's probably not going to get you to a bowl. Uh, Purdue beat Nebraska today 55-45. That game has just gone final. Second down, 10 yards to go. They got the ball at the uh, 28-yard line. There's a pass that's going to be caught here at the uh, 40, out to the uh, 43-yard line. So a completed pass to the uh, 43. Again, they go back here to uh, Hayden Dunn. Now the big old quarterback is back in there, Zach Cooey. So the other guy, Alvarez, was having some problems here today, getting the offense going. Now we're going to see what uh, Cooey can do. He's going to hand the ball away across the 45 out to the 46-yard line. So a pickup of about two yards on a play. Back into the ball game there is a Butler. So Butler is back in there as a running back now for uh, 
Midland. That's a Jacob Butler. He moves it from the 44 to the 46. Second down, eight yards to go. Midland moving from our left to our right here in this third quarter of play. They're trailing in the ball game by a score of 12 to nothing. Cooey stays in there. It's a quarterback. Wide receiver split out wide to the right side. One running back in the backfield. Now a man comes in motion. Cooey wants to throw it. Throws it to the near side. It's going to be incomplete. That's a guy they brought in motion. That was a Kamaka. It was off of his fingertips. They wanted to get the little guy in open space there to see what he could do. And it's grossly overthrown there. Just a short pass, but they cannot connect as Zach Cooey overthrows Kamaka. That's now third down and eight yards to go. Midland has got the ball at the 46-yard line. That's their own 46. Pair of wide receivers split out now to the right side. Man comes in motion. That goes back the other way for Midland. Here's Cooey. He wants to throw again. Sets. Fires. Incomplete. Trying to take the ball to the uh, 45-yard line. The intended receiver there for uh, Midland was uh, Javante Williams. Off of the fingertips of Kelly McBride. It was chipped. As you bring up a fourth down. McBride, he's a ball hawk today. He's had a pick six. He was... Trying to get another one there. Jordan Clancy going to drop back. He'll stand right at the 10-yard line. Again, that sunshine is bright here today. Clancy got his hand up there trying to shield it. Ethan Renner drops back to his own 30-yard line. Boy, the Midland offense today has been marginal at best. Here comes the uh, kick. He's going to bounce again, this time at the 25-yard line, down to about the 20. So not nearly as good as his last kick to pin the Broncos back deep. But this one is uh, down at the 20-yard line, and Hastings College will... Get the ball back. So Midland had 30 yards in the first half as far as their total offense concerned, and they're they're not much better here in the third quarter. No, I've got them uh, unofficially right around uh, 36 yards passing here in the second half, 40 yards rushing. So they've eclipsed the 100-yard mark. But, again, Hastings College with some pretty good numbers, 52 yards rushing in this uh, third quarter. All right, wide receivers left and right again. Here's a Cruz Samaniego in the offensive unit for Hastings. And outs to uh, Devontae Knight, and he was uh, crushed after he picks up about three yards down like he ran into a brick wall. And the reason why is he ran into Chris Oatman, the big six foot one, 260-pound junior from Clear Lake, California, just uh, knocks down Darvante Knight after a pickup of three yards. I wonder how Darvante feels like on a, a Sunday morning. Boy, Boy he, he, gets, he gets thrown around like a rag doll. He does. He's, he's got a lot of speed, but my goodness, when he hits a defensive lineman, it's just uh, like he does. He runs right into a wall. Here's a Darvante again. He's going to sweep right side this time across the 25 to the 30, out to the 31-yard line. So a good gain there by Darvante Knight. Should be close or at least it's going to be a first down as he brings it across the uh, 30 to the 31 is where they're going to mark it. So first down for Hastings. You know, the stop Taylor Sanderford that time for uh, Midland. So first and 10 for Hastings. They've got the ball at the 30 yard line. Under a minute to play here in the third quarter from uh, Heatham Field in uh, Fremont this afternoon. This place used to be called Memorial Memorial Field. Well, when in doubt, name it Memorial Field. So it's first down and 10 here for Hastings. Ball is just across the 30-yard line. They fake it to Devante. There's the ball. It's going to be tipped. It's going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Midland. Grabbing the ball for the Warriors that time was Mason Amundsen. 
So it is a picked off. That ball was tipped, and Midland comes up with a big, big play there defensively. Now all of a sudden, Jimmy, the Warriors, right in this ball game, they're down 12 to nothing, but they got the ball at the Hastings College 27-yard line. Well, again, we've talked about it. You failed to, to take advantage of opportunities like Hastings has had this this afternoon in this football game and getting points on the board, you leave a team hanging around. We'll check the quarterback situation. It's a big guy, Cooey, who's got a strong arm and loads up and throws the football. Now Midland's got the football with this big turnover down at the 26-yard line. We're at 30 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Midland is not out of this ball game. No, this is the best scoring opportunity they've had here in a while. Cooey wants to uh, throw the football. Being pressured, Cooey takes it to the far side. Cooey is going to be chopped down at the 20-yard line. Over there for Hastings College and making the stop that time for the Broncos on defense was Jared McDermott. Cooey's not a guy that's going to run away from anybody, Jimmy. He's a, he's a big old boy, 255-pounder at the quarterback. Yeah, that's a big old boy. They're going to allow the clock to run out here, so we'll start the fourth quarter with a uh, second down and four at the 20-yard line. But again, Hastings College just holding on to a 12-point lead. All right, three quarters in the books here today. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings 12 and Midland nothing. Insurance plus financial services means more than insurance. They have a full line of investments plus life, health, and long-term care. Also offering both bookkeeping and tax preparation services in Fairfield and 715 South Burlington in Hastings. Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. 1230 KHAS. Hastings College football action here this afternoon on 1230 KHAS. We enter the fourth and final quarter. It's a it's a 12 to nothing ball game. The Broncos have the lead. Third quarter numbers brought to you by Rival Sports Bar and Grill, home of the 699 daily lunch special, daily drink specials, and on Husker and Bronco game days, get a large specialty pizza and domestic pitcher for $21.99. Through three quarters, Midland with 109 total yards offense. Hastings College with 342, 16 first down for the Broncos, just six for Midland, but Midland with their best scoring opportunity since the first half. All right, Cooley, the quarterback, grabs the ball, and they immediately blow this one dead. Illegal procedure call here on the Midland. So this is the Warriors who are uh, threatening here. They get hit by a penalty instead of a, a second down and about three. They're looking at second down and eight yards to go. They're penalized here once again. Back to the 25-yard line. Yeah, both teams have uh, just made several mistakes here today. For Hastings, they had the bye week. Boy, they look very, very rusty here today. All right, Cooey now in second down and eight yards to go. The ball pushed back here to the 25-yard line. Midland working from our right to our left here in this uh, fourth and final quarter from Fremont here this afternoon. Cooey on the option, pitches the ball back here, and he's going to be run out of bounds here on the near sideline. Good job of the Bronco D stringing that baby out. They pitch the ball back up here to uh, Brett Hurley. The Broncos run him out of bounds here on the near side, so a short gain as they move the ball to the 24-yard line. We'll give him one yard in the play. So it's third down now and about, what, seven yards to go from the 24-yard line. Um, he sings. Broncos out on top here in this fourth and final quarter. It's a 12 to nothing ball game. Cooey with an empty backfield now. Wide receivers, three of them split out to the uh, right side. They're going to hand the ball away inside handoff, busting through there for a couple of yards. They move the ball close to the uh, 20-yard line, so a pickup of only three. They needed about eight on the play. They're going to be stopped short. That's Hurley carrying the ball 
And now it's going to bring up a fourth down situation now for Midland. We'll see what interim head coach Dave Gillespie elects to do here with this ball club trailing by a score of 12 to nothing. I think they're going to go for it here. Yeah, Midland is going to go for it on fourth down and about, to, what, six yards to go from the Hastings College 21-yard line. Just watching Gillespie on the sidelines most of the day. Does not have a headset on. He's allowed his coordinators to kind of take this over. More of an advisor down on the sidelines. All right, Cooey with wide receivers left and right. He's got the ball. He backs up. He throws the ball into the corner of the end zone. That's going to be off of the fingertips of his intended receiver. That's Tristan Kamaka. So the Hastings College defense comes up with another big play there. That was close. Kamaka had to go off of his fingertips in the end zone. But the Broncos avoid a disaster there. And Hastings will get the ball back following the uh, interception from Simon Diego. So Hastings with the ball back here. They'll get it at the 21-yard line. Cooey just threw that ball. Yeah. Sam Diego had the interception to set up this drive. I follow you. Jacob Tarr back on uh, defense for Hastings College. They're able to get in the face of the would-be receiver, and Hastings College again dodges the bullet. Just underway in the fourth quarter. This has been a wild game today, to say the least. Don't don't give me that funny look. You give me that funny look, and you you get me concerned. Here's a uh, Cruz Sam Diego running the football now as he dances his way up to the uh, 22-yard line. Be a great star with uh, Dancing with the Stars right there as he was dancing his way up to the 22-yard line. We'll give him a pickup of two yards and a play second down and eight. Hey, what Cruz buys a lot of time with these feet. Uh, again, we've talked about it in the first start that he got. He's uh, much quicker than than we've had in there uh, for any of the quarterbacks uh, that have started this uh, football game for Hastings College and the season. Able to get out of a lot of trouble. Second down, eight yards to go. Here's a pass that's going to be caught by Noah House at the 30, 35, 40. He's at the 50, at the 45, 40, 35, 30, near sideline. House is going to be brought down at the 20-yard line. Noah House broke loose and took the ball down to the 20. Finally chased down down there by John Riddout, one of the uh, defensive backs from Midland. But, boy, Noah House got the ball in those big old long strides, takes the ball down to the 20-yard line. Nice pass and catch, and Hastings knocking on touchdown door. Yeah, great slam pattern there, good pass. That one goes for 56 yards. House now with 97 yards, four receptions, 17 first downs. The Broncos entering the red zone at the 20-yard line. There's a running play here. That's going to be Anthony Cloyd with the ball as he goes, bounces off of a couple of would-be tacklers down to about the 18-yard line. They'll give him a pickup of two yards in a play, Anthony Cloyd. Tackle is made in there by Midland and making the stop for the Warriors that time. At the bottom of the stack, we see Taylor Sanderford getting up for Midland. Hastings dressed in their all-white uniforms here today on the turf at Heatham Field in uh, Fremont. Hastings already out on top of a score of 12 to nothing. Two wide receivers split to the right side, one wide receiver to the left. That's Austin Curley. They're going to look that way. Here's a pass that's going to be incomplete down inside the uh, five-yard line. Trying to take it to the big old tight end for Hastings, Kaleo Buckman. That was thrown wide of the target, incomplete pass, and now Hastings looking at second down. Buckman and his defender collided down there about the five-yard line. I was kind of waiting for a penalty flag, but to to no avail. Third down and long. Hastings, uh, again, has had opportunities. They've been inside the uh, 20, 25-yard line several times here today and have just squandered away several opportunities. We'll see what we can do here in a third and nine. Yeah, they make the correction. Uh, it's now third down, like you said. Third down and nine yards to go. Here's Simon Yego. What's the throw being flushed? Here's the pass incomplete. Trying to get the ball over here to Anthony Cloyd in the flat here on the near side. Incomplete pass. 
Now Hastings looking at a fourth down situation from the 19-yard line. They're going to have to go for another field goal attempt. Cruz, uh, he had Anthony Cloyd with uh, all kinds of uh, green turf out in front of him, but if he would have just tucked it in and run it, he had enough room, might have been able with his speed to get down there and get a first down, but then he throws a ugly pass high over Cloyd, and Nicky G in for yet another field goal attempt. This one will be from uh, 36 yards. Ball is down. The kick is up, and the kick goes sailing for the uprights. It is good. So Nicky G with a, uh, a field goal there. Bangs home his third successful field goal attempt here in the ball game. 11 minutes and 40 seconds to play in the contest now. Hastings with the lead as the Broncos 15 and Midland nothing. At Far Bureau Financial Services, we're here to make insurance simple through all stages of life. Knowing your loved ones will be taken care of can give you peace of mind, and you can count on your local Farm Bureau agent to help determine the amount of life insurance that's right for you. You already trust us to help protect your valuables. Now trust us to help protect what you value most, your loved ones. Call Marty DeMuth and Hastings today to see how we make insurance simple. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Securities and Services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. 1230 KHAS. So the Broncos out on top here in this ball game on a score of 15 to nothing. Hastings looking to go to 3-5 and five in the season. This will be their second win in the conference. Hastings leading uh, Midland here this afternoon as we kick off here. Nicky G into the football, end over end kick, and a sail to the far side. Going to be grabbed down there at the 10 yard line, fumbled, picked back up by Kamaka across the 15 to the 20 and brought down at the 21 yard line. Wesley Jardim in on the stop on the special teams for Hastings College. So Midland has got the ball back here. They're trailing the ball game now by the score of 15 to nothing, 11 minutes and 35 seconds to play. I don't think we've mentioned it so far today, but Midland's got. Look at the cheerleaders we've got on the on the field here today. I don't think we've ever run into a school that's got more cheerleaders than the, what Midland has out there. They got like a wow. You, you, that's going to be your challenge for the rest of the day. You you count the number of cheerleaders uh, they have. That's going to be a bad deal counting the cheerleaders. Well, thank you, thank you for having me do that. Yeah, it's going to be a, a major part of this ball game. I think. Here's a Cooley. He's going to stay in there at quarterback. He swings the ball out here. Ransom grabs the ball at the 20. Races to the sideline 25, and he's brought down here on the uh, near sideline by the Bronco linebacker, Dusty Nolly. One, two, three. They got three sets on this side. They've got six sets, six lines, two, four, six. They got 10 people in each line. So they got, they got 60 cheerleaders. 60 cheerleaders here on this side. For uh, Midland. Notice that's, you jumped in there, Ken. That's the only thing you've ever kept stats on all season long. <laughs> uh, here's a cool. He wants to throw the football again. He tosses it and it's wide of the target. You can hear some of the fans getting kind of frustrated there as uh, they throw the ball. That was wide of the target. Cole Griffin was the intended receiver. He was only about, what, five, six yards away from the quarterback there? And Cooey throws it wide of the target. We've seen some uh, very bad passes today, actually, from both quarterbacks. Cruz has had a lackluster day, to say the least. He's got the lead, though. It's 15 to nothing. Hastings out on top. And it's third down here now for a Midland. Third down in a couple. Here's a pass that's going to be caught down along the ground. Did he pull her in? I think so, at the 39-yard line. So he pulls that baby in. That was down along the turf. That was at Javante Williams. It makes the reception there. He had to go down to the turf to grab it, but it's not for a first down. 
as they brought the ball out here to the 40-yard line. Down to 10 minutes and 47 seconds to play now in the ball game. Hastings holding on to a 15 to nothing lead over Midland in the Great Plains Athletic Conference here this afternoon. There's a Cooey, backs up again, surveys, throws the ball, incomplete. Overthrows his intended receiver. That was Tristan Kamaka. That's going to be an incomplete pass, and it's now second down and 10 yards to go. They almost have as many cheerleaders as they do on the roster. I think I was counting earlier. They had 77 listed. Not sure whether all 77 are still attached to this football team after what has gone on with them here this uh, season. 77 on the roster and uh, 60 cheerleaders. Yeah. All right. There you go. There's your update. Second down. Cooey wants to throw. He's being flushed out of the pocket. He's going to be ripped down here at the 43. He takes off, and he's covered up there by Murphy of Hastings. And so now officially a sack as Cooey was able to get the ball across the line of scrimmage to about the 42-yard line. Third down and eight yards to go now for Midland. They're in their own territory, working right to left here in this fourth and final quarter. Hastings out on top by a score of 15 to nothing. Now some substitutions coming in here from Midland. They call the play at the line of scrimmage here. They check their arm bands where all the plays are listed. Cooey waiting for the snap here on third down and about eight yards to go. Cooey's still waiting. He's got the ball. Now he backs up. He throws it. It's going to be incomplete. Intended receiver that time. Downfield was uh, Hayden Dunn. Yeah, and Cooey had done. He had a step on his defender. I believe that was Josh Johnson about the 35-yard line, but he hits him in stride. That may be six, but it was, again, overthrown another another ugly pass. So guess what? Middle off the punt again. Hastings will jump back. That's Clancy back there inside his own 20-yard line. This is Ethan Runner. He's going to get this kick away here. Right around the 30-yard line from Midland. We're in there uh, 10 minutes to go now. Hastings uh, may have got a piece of that one as it goes uh, straight up in the air, and it's going to take a Hastings bounce up around the uh, 40-yard line. I think somebody got in there for Hastings College to get their pinky on that one. That was a short kick, and the Broncos will have the ball here at about their own uh, 40-yard line. Yeah, Hastings had some good penetration there. They've been getting in there uh, fairly close all afternoon, but again, a guy come around the far side, I think, could – Punter heard footsteps and got it off the right side of his foot. And not sure, again, if somebody got a, a hand on him. But uh, Hastings will come all the way out to the 40-yard line. It'll be a first to 10. 9.39 left to go. Broncos in front, 15 to nothing. Samaniego stays in there at quarterback. Play action pass. He wants to throw it anyway. Samaniego all the way back here. And he's caught back here at the 25-yard line. They got just a little pinky out of there. He trips him up. Officially on the tackle there is a Chris Oatman again for Midland. Just got his uh, little picky on there and tripped up Samaniego. And a huge loss all the way back here at the uh, 25-yard line. So a 15-yard loss that is now second down and a mile to go here for Hastings. Well, and this was a defense coming in that had 11 sacks, I believe. That is the first sack today. Samaniego's been able to buy time and get out of the pocket. So we'll give him 12 sacks on the season and a big one. Boy, the Broncos in a big hole. They got first. And three counties, first and 25 here to go for a first down. Got to bring it all the way out to midfield. All right, Fowler's in the backfield now for Hastings. They're going to give the ball away to him. Fowler across the 25 to the 30. 35, Fowler on his feet, out to the 39-yard line. So a good run there by the former Adams Central Patriot. And on the stop there is going to be Lane Heinert. 
for uh, Midland. So he gets back about, uh, what, the 15 yards that Simon Diego lost on the uh, quarterback sack. We're back up here to the 40-yard line or just shy of the 40. They're going to move the ball back down to the 39. So a pickup of 14 yards in the play there by Jake Fowler. Good run there by Fowler following his fullback through the hole, just buying some time. Nice run, 14 yards, third down, 11 yards to go here, 8.35 left to go in the ballgame. All right, wide receivers left and right. In fact, three of them out to the right side. Simon Diego will roll that way, unloads. The ball is going to be incomplete. Trying to get the ball into uh, Schamberger here at the 49-yard line. That maybe was delivered low. Back in coverage was Brock Dunn for uh, Midland. That's going to bring up a fourth down situation now for Hastings. Fourth down and 11, and the Broncos left to punt. Hastings and Dort coming up next Saturday. That'll be the final home game of the 2015 season for Hastings. Airtime will be at 12 o'clock noon next week. 1 o'clock for the kickoff between the Broncos and the Defenders. We'll have the game for you here on 1230 KHAS. Dropping back deep now for Midland is going to be Hayden Dunn. He stands back there at the 21. Brandon Bonkel will get the ball away. Good kick. Dunn's going to grab it at the 24. Across the 25 to the 30-yard line to the 32 before he's tripped up there. Casey Malafua down there on the special teams for Hastings College to uh, trip him up, and a penalty flag is going to go down. Penalty flag is down about the area that Dunn went down at the 32, so the officials will sort this baby up. We've got the uh, player of the game coming up and also the coach's post-game show. And then the Bailey Crow will rejoin us back in the KHAS Sports Studios. They'll get you up to date on all the action from across the Great Plains Athletic Conference and across the nation today. Again, if you're just joining us, Purdue has beaten Nebraska by the score of 55 to 45. Got a pretty good defense. Huskers are now three and six on the season. Yeah, Purdue, not what you would really call an offensive juggernaut. They were at the bottom of the standings in most of the offensive uh, statistical categories this week. And they put up 55 points on our our coveted black shirts today. It's a first down. A penalty was against uh, Midland as they move the ball back to the 20-yard line. They just continue to try to hammer the ball away here to, against the Bronco defense. That's a Brent Hurley. Well, when I talked with interim coach Dave Gillespie during the week, he wanted his football team in the final three weeks of the season to become more physical, and that that's one way to do it is to run the football, but you're down 15 to nothing. You're down to under eight minutes to go in the game. You're just trying to hammer the ball away. You've had limited success trying to be physical and run the ball against Hastings. And now it's third down and long, third down and seven yards to go. They're going to be far from their uh, daily average. Game average, 365 yards. They're going to be a far cry from that. There's a pass that's going to be wide of the target, nearly intercepted again by Tar. The intended receiver there. It was a Jelani Young for uh, the Warriors. So they go three plays and out. That was a quick possession. A couple of running plays, an incomplete pass punt. Punt it away. Jordan Clancy back deep. You know what's good about uh, playing Dort at home next week? Done. We don't have to drive to Sioux Center. <laughs> That's on the edge of eternity. That's a ways up there. It's it forever. We'll be going there for the basketball season here coming yeah. up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Here's the kick. Hastings nearly got to that one. Clancy's going to have a shot at this one at the 45 to the 50-yard line, and down he goes. So Hastings will have good field position here. They'll start this drive at the 50. So I think the last punt before this one, they, they got their hands on it. Hastings was in on the punter again. 
runner nearly blocked that one, but he got it away. But Hastings gets a return to the 50-yard line, and the Broncos will get the ball back now as the sun comes uh, out from the clouds. We've had kind of an enjoyable second half here weather-wise. It's kind of chilly to start the day. Cheerleaders have shed their sweatpants that they had on earlier today, and they're enjoying the afternoon on a Halloween Saturday. Wide receivers left and right. Hastings has got the ball back here. Here's a running play as they take the ball down to the 47-yard line. We'll see who's in the backfield now. It's Hastings has had a bunch of people in there. That's Anthony Cloyd running the ball for Hastings. So this is the most extensive playing time that we've seen from Anthony Cloyd here today. Coming out of the break, and Anthony Cloyd all of a sudden is a, a big part of the offense here for the Broncos. Yeah, Cloyd just a sophomore in this Hastings offense. He was recruited as a quarterback out of the Omaha area, but now he's uh, turned over to a running back, so going to have him around for a couple more years. Second down, seven yards to go for Hastings. Cloyd is going to get the ball again. This time he's going to be crushed in the backfield back here at the uh, 50-yard line. So Anthony Cloyd with a couple of running plays. That time he is uh, brought down just as he got started at the 50-yard line. And it'll stop there for Midland. Coming up from the bottom of the stack is going to be Taylor Standerford as he makes the stop. Lost back here to the 49. So a gain of two, loss of one. And Hastings now looking at third down, nine yards to go from the Midland 49-yard line. Noah House, your wide receiver to the left side. Pair of wide receivers split out to the right side. That's Wallace and also uh, Austin Curley. They're going to roll that way. Here's a pass. It's going to be caught right here on the sideline. Did he stay in bounds? Yes, he did. Nice catch there, Austin Curley. He hauls it in. That's going to be a first down down here at the Midland 36-yard line. A tremendous catch there by Austin Curley right on the sideline. 18th first down for Curley. That is his uh, three-fourth catch of the afternoon. We'll give him 13 on that for Samaniego. Two, 23 unofficially. In passing, and they've got a first and 10 down at the Midland 36-yard line. Noah House splits out to the right side this time. Wallace and Curley will go to the other side, the other side of the formation. Samaniego waiting for the ball. They're going to hand it away. That's going to be Cloyd. He breaks through there across the 35 to the 30, down to the 29-yard line. So Anthony Cloyd carrying the ball down to the 29 for Hastings. And they spot the ball down there. A pickup of about six yards for Anthony Cloyd. We're down to five minutes and 17 seconds to play here in this one. Hastings looking for their third win of the season here this afternoon. Big win for us here if we can hang on. Watch Warren McLaughlin Trophy can ride back home with Coach Harper and the gang. Wide receivers left and right again for Samaniego. They hand the ball away to Cloyd outside the numbers. 20-15, 10-yard line, and he's going to be run out of bounds. Anthony Cloyd quickly gets outside, took to the sideline. Like I say, he was popped out of bounds at about the 15. So first down here for Hastings. Now Cloyd checks out of the ball game. As Hastings has got the ball in the red zone again for Midland. We thwarted. Actually, we gave up, uh, what, one touchdown in the first half of play when we threw an interception down here. Now Hastings with the ball down here at the 15-yard line. Jake Fowler back into the ball game now. Fowler gets the carry, and Fowler's going to be drugged down at about the 14-yard line. So a pickup of one hanging on for dear life there was Troy Rodriguez, the uh, linebacker for Midland. Got a hold of Fowler's shirt and pulled him down at the 14-yard line. Second down, nine yards to go. Lock is running with 4.07 to play here in the fourth quarter. Hastings Islands on by a score of 15 to nothing. Fowler with the carry there. Cloyd back in after a one-play Break again, Cloyd uh, 
a little bigger back, showing some good signs of speed when he got on the outside there. He's runs about 200 pounds listed. Cloyd will stay in the backfield now as he's set up to the left side of Samaniego. Cruz wants to throw the football. Cruz sets, fires it into the corner of the end zone, knocked away. Knocked away from his intended receiver down there. That was Austin Curley. Back in coverage there for Midland was Nick Hayes. Hayes, nice swat right at the end there, knocking that ball away from Austin Curley. Now it's third down. Third down and about nine yards to go. Hastings with the ball down here at the Midland 14-yard line. Clock is stopped in the incomplete pass with three minutes and 39 seconds to play here in this one. Cruz Samaniego unofficially 13 of 31. Two interceptions in this ballgame, 223 yards. And now Hastings will uh, call a timeout. They let the play clock wind down, and they call the uh, timeout to uh, discuss things here. Three minutes and 39 seconds to play in this football game. Hastings has got the lead. The score, the Broncos 15, Midland nothing. Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE Internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your Internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. 1230 KHAS. Back here in FEMA with 3.39 left to go with this ball game. I just had to chuckle. It's all this opportunity to read stuff on internet and Facebook and what have you. Husker fans are rather cheery today. Good for them. Good for them. It's uh, third down and nine yards to go. He sings the ball down here at the uh, 14-yard line. Trying to get in the end zone one more time. Already leading by a score of 15 to nothing. Here's Simon Diego with the ball. Simon Diego running the ball. He's at the 10. Simon Diego to the five-yard line. And he gets down to about the four before you're spun down. Out of bounds here by uh, Midland. So he sings down down here at the four-yard line. Over here for the Warriors was Lane Heinert to knock him out of bounds. So he seems with the ball down here at the four-yard line. It's going to be enough for a first down, however. They only had to take it to the five for the first down. They get it down to the four, so he seems now will have a first down and goal. The ball between the four and the five-yard line. Clock is running 3.15 to play here in this one. He seems going to lock things up here this afternoon. Big win for the Broncos on the road today. Austin Curley will split out wide to the left side. That's a house out wide to the right side now. Here's a Salmon Diego. He's got a couple of guys in the backfield, and now we got to have a penalty flag. Penalty flag for Hastings. It's a delay of game. So Hastings unable to get the play away here. It costs him five yards and bring the ball back to the 10 yard line. Hastings and Dort coming up next Saturday here on 1230 KHIS, 12 o'clock noon for the Tony Harper pregame show. One o'clock for the kickoff. Hastings and the Defenders next Saturday, the final home game of the 2015 season for the Bronx. Hastings coming back up to the line of scrimmage now from the 10-yard line. Curley out wide left. House out wide to the right side. Simon Diego in the backfield. Turns, hands the ball away. Cloyd with the ball. Cloyd takes the ball down to the five-yard line. So Anthony Cloyd gets those uh, penalty yardage back there as he moves the ball down to the five. Tackle is made in there by Brock Dunn for a Midland. Dunn with the uh, tackle there down to the five-yard line. And Hastings 
Now with the ball at point-blank range here with two minutes and 23 seconds to play here in this one. House will split out to the left side of the formation. Austin Curley will come to the right side. Samaniego with a couple of running backs in the backfield now with Cloyd and Taj Willingham is into the ball game now for Hastings College. Samaniego waiting for the snap here. He's got it, hands the ball away. And they take the ball down here to about the uh, seven-yard line. It's Ray Bars, I think, carrying the ball there for uh, Hastings College. Either Ray Bars or uh, Travis Gaga. We still haven't got the official confirmation on who's actually running number 10 today. I would hope in two more games we'll be able to get this roster we'll have a set. roster that would be set. All right, now we're going to have a timeout as Hastings will be looking at a third down situation. So a third down coming up here from the seven-yard line. We'll take another break. A minute and 56 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. It's Hastings 15, Midland nothing. It's Ram Truck Month at Great Plains Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Hastings. You'll find spectacular savings on Rams during Ram Truck Month. The 2016 Rams are arriving daily. You'll find huge discounts on 2015s. We have quad cabs, crew cabs, 1500s, 2500s, and more in stock and ready to move. It's Ram Truck Month at Great Plains Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, North Highway 281 in Hastings, where the savings are great and the service is even better. 1230 K-H-A-S. Well, Jimmy Purcell back here in Fremont. So not an eight, number one type of game played by us today, but it was uh, good enough we're going to come out of here with a win. A lot of penalties today for both teams. Kind of a sloppy, sloppy football game, but getting the job done. It's a third down here for Hastings, third down and goal from the 70-yard line. Samaniego has got the ball, hands it away. That's going to be... Anthony Cloyd, as he dies for the end zone, he gets in there, but the ball is knocked loose. Now the officials look. I think Midland recovers the ball, and it's going to be a uh, touchback. I believe Midland covers the ball in the end zone. So Anthony Cloyd trying to make that second effort, Jimmy, to get it over the goal line, and the ball squirts loose, and Midland comes down with the football. But when Cloyd extended across the goal line, he had the football in his hands, and it, it bounced on the turf. If this was Sunday, we could go to the replay booth, but it's... we unfortunately can't. So, again, Hastings, that's their third opportunity that comes to mind. They've squandered away a sixth spot. We've had two missed field goals. Yeah, we've we've, uh, left a lot of points out there. Awful. So, if we... Yeah, if this would have been a a replay situation, that one might have been overturned there. He extended out to uh, get into the end zone, and the ball kind of hit off of the turf and into the end zone. Midland recovers, so nevertheless, the, the Warriors will have the ball in the touchback here at the 20-yard line. Yeah, you think if that was a replay situation, we'd be throwing the uh, red flag right now. Yeah. So it's first down and 10 for a Midland. They got the ball here at their own 20. Cooey is going to stay in there. Cooey is hit. Down he goes. Hastings records a sack. A rare sack there for the Hastings College defense. As it brings down uh, Cooey. And getting through there for the Broncos and uh, making the sack was A.J. Hall. A.J. Hawley, a junior out of California, and they're now for the Bronco D. Records a sack on Cooey, and he's a tough boy to bring down at 250 pounds plus. Yeah, got in there very quickly, and uh, again, Cooey, not the fastest and fleet-footed of quarterbacks at 250-plus, but brought him down for a uh, about a six-yard loss, and now a timeout on the field. All right, 142 to play in the ballgame. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings 15, middle of nothing. When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's now uses the new environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. 
Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust at 201 East South Street in Hastings. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. 1230 KHAS. All right, second down, 17 yards to go here for Midland following the uh, quarterback sack. Cooey wants to throw as he backs up, coming out of the timeout. Long bomb thrown down the near sideline. It's going to be caught and then dropped at the 40-yard line. He had it in his hand. That was Javante Williams. Had it in his hands down here at the Bronco 40-yard line. It was off of his fingertips. That one was close. And now it's third down and 17 yards to go. Yeah, Midland grabs that one. They get it in the end zone, and all of a sudden it's 15-7. to We're still uh, a minute and a half to go. Stranger things have happened. They would go for the onside kick, recover, get in the end zone, and they could sneak out of here with a win. But that one was close off of the fingertips of John, uh, Javante Williams down here at the Hastings 40. Should have been caught. Here's a, uh, another pass attempt. Cooey wants to throw, stands in a pocket, throws it to the other side. That one's going to be deflected away. Good job by the Bronco D over there. And uh, getting his hands on the football there for Hastings. The Broncos got some new folks in there. Nathan Howell got his hands on it there for Hastings over in the far sideline, the linebacker. And now it's fourth down. Midland, fourth down and 17 yards to go from their own 13-yard line. And they're going to line up to go for it here. Why not? You're down 15 to nothing. So it's fourth down and 17 from your own 13-yard line. Cooey is going to send three wide receivers out to the right side, one to the left. Cooey backs up, and he's going to be hit. Cooey is still on his feet. Now he throws the ball down the left sideline. A jump ball out here, and it's going to be caught at the Hastings College 43-yard line. The ball is caught down here in the jump ball situation by Hayden Dunn. He goes up and grabs the ball, and Midland has life now with a minute and 19 seconds to play in a football game. They got the ball at the Hastings College 44. Biggest play from scrimmage, 39 yards, and a great catch in triple coverage. Here's a pass to the near sideline. Dunn grabs that ball. Dunn trying to get out of bounds. He does. Down here at the Hastings College, 35. Johnson over here making the stop for the Broncos. So all of a sudden, on a fourth down and 17, they launch a ball down here in the Hastings College territory. And Midland has got life here in this ball game now with 67 seconds to play. 15 to nothing. Hastings has got the lead, but the Warriors making it interesting here at the end. Cooey has got wide receivers split out wide to the right side. In fact, three of them out that way. Cooey with the ball. He backs up. Cooey is under pressure. Cooey throws the ball again. He's got a man in the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. It is caught for the touchdown. They're wrestling with the ball in the end zone, but the arms go up. Caught for a touchdown. That's a Dunn. Hayden Dunn gets the uh, touchdown. And boy, oh boy, a minute to play in the football game. It's 15 to 6 now. Hastings College has got the lead. Boy, what a uh, wild change of events there. A 39 yard pass play, an 8 yard pass play, and a 35 yard touchdown pass, all in three consecutive pass plays from the big guy. Cooey and now Midland attempting the PAT. Here's the ball. It's down. The kick is up and the kick goes to the uprights. It is good. One minute to play in the football game. Don't go away. The score, it's now Hastings 15, Midland 7. Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research. 
We know our customers appreciate having their local community bank at the top of safety and soundness ratings. We are very proud of the five-star designation and will work hard to maintain this level of excellence. Knowing our community and knowing our customers, it's what sets a community bank apart from others. Five Points Bank of Hastings, member FDIC. 1230 K-H-A-S. Well, that's not going to make the uh, defensive coaches happy. It's, Tony, it's Coach Harper, who's the defensive coordinator. He's not going to make him happy. Well, he wasn't out there defending. That that was just uh, that was some outstanding passing from Zach Cooey. But furthermore, Hayden Dunn, he made a 39-yard reception on fourth down in triple coverage. Then he makes another out pattern catch, takes it for nine yards. Then he catches one over the shoulder with coverage all over top of him. Just three great passes, three great catches. Now we've got the Hastings College hand teams up front because we're going to have an onside kick. Here's the kick. and What was that? What was that? That didn't even touch the ground. That one was sailing into the bench here from Midland. That was the worst onside kick attempt I have ever seen. That thing took off from the tee. He didn't hit it right. And that one went sailing right in to the Midland bench. Didn't even touch the ground. Wow. So Midland all of a sudden. Had life. You had life. They got a touchdown. They're only down by eight points a minute to play. And Hastings just going to take a knee or two. Midland has got one timeout left, and that's going to be the ball game. The worst onside kick attempt I have ever seen in the history of college football, which sailing right in. Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings is the trusted name in sports injury management. The staff of PTSR provides up-to-date and efficient care of sports-related injuries, returning athletes quickly and safely back to the playing field. PTSR offers free evaluation of sports-related injuries to all area athletes during convenient 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday. Call 402-462-8824. Remember, Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings for all your physical or occupational therapy needs. You might be a big city mayor, an astronaut, a professional athlete, a retired national championship coach, a member of Congress, the president of a major university, an Olympic champion. If you are, you might be a Hastings College alumnus. Former Broncos populate some of the highest positions in the most prestigious areas of endeavor. We're asking you to stay in touch. Support Hastings College. Log on to Hastings.edu and click on the Alumni Friends and Giving link. Ladies, Gary Michaels Clothiers is not just for men. They have beautiful, fine quality clothing from lines such as Conrad C., Sharon Young, Windridge, Parkhurst, and Dami Bahama for polished, professional looks. Gary Michaels carries a full line of Brighton jewelry and accessories from head to toe. Brighton earrings down to Brighton boots. Fall handbags arriving daily. Now available in the Carney store. Ladies, set yourself apart with fall fashions from Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks, Carney. Comfort means something different to everyone, and Frigidaire offers home comfort solutions as unique as your family. You can design systems that control seasonal allergens, humidity, and other environmental factors, or get rid of hot and cold spots with independent comfort zones. 
Call 402-463-4853 and Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning will work with you to design the system that's perfect for your family. Experience trusted Frigidaire comfort and exceptional service from Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning in Hastings and Kearney. Call 402-463-4853. Speed matters. With the kids back in school and the whole family online, keep everyone happy with wireless LTE internet from Glenwood. Research a school project on your iPad, on the home office computer, or using Wi-Fi to save minutes on your phone's data plan. It can all happen at once. Reliable speeds are available from 3 to 12 megabits. Glenwood offers local service and support with exceptional customer service. Update your internet today. Call 866-756-4746 or visit shopglenwood.net. 1230 KHAS. I'm back here in Fremont. We apologize for the uh, head of the ball game. It ends with the Broncos uh, winning by a score of 15 to 7 in the uh, ball game here today as uh, we get back to the field here in Fremont. So Hastings able to run out the clock as Simon Diego took a, another knee, and that's all she wrote. The Broncos get out of here with a uh, 15 to 7 win over the uh, Midland Warriors this afternoon. The Broncos. Uh, Reclaim the Watchhorn McLaughlin Trophy. It'll be uh, coming back to uh, to uh, Hastings. Going to spend one more year in the the Bronco Trophy case. Yeah, we've seen a lot of these games over the years, and uh, there's been some uh, really Donny Brooks. But uh, this one here today, Broncos coming back from a bye week. Thought they'd be uh, reloaded, and uh, as Tony said, the tank full. But boy, they look very rusty, very sluggish, and uh, very fortunate to get away with a uh, victory here against a Midland team that now goes to one and eight and going to be searching for a head coach. Look at some final game numbers. They're brought to you by Rival Sports Bar and Grill, home of the $6.99 daily lunch special, daily drink specials, and on Husker and Bronco game days, you get a large specialty pizza and domestic pitcher for $21.99. In the ballgame today for the Warriors, they were able to rack up 17 first downs on the day. They rushed the football 30 combined for 13 of 34 passing, 193 yards, and three interceptions in the ballgame for the total offense, 66 offensive plays for Midland and 277 yards. Looking on down some other numbers, penalties, we talked about them a lot. I'm 11 for 144 yards for Midland in the ballgame. Time of possession, 30 minutes and 7 seconds. Look at some individual leaders rushing the football. Deion Ranson finishes the game 13 carries, 58 yards. Tristan Kamaka, three carries and 16 yards. Hayden Dunn finishes the game with some big numbers. He caught uh, some three big balls there late in the ball game, along with the touchdown. So Dunn with five receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. Deion Ransom out of the backfield, three catches and 16 yards. Leading tackler today was Brock Dunn. He was the second leading tackler coming in to this ball game. He finishes today with 13 total tackles. For Hastings College in the game, 23 first downs. They rushed the football 48 times for 209 yards. For Hastings, that was well over 100 yards over their average per game. Passing today, Cruz Samaniego goes all the way 13 of 30, two interceptions, 223 yards for Cruz. So 78 total offensive plays, 432 of total offense, and for the Broncos, that's, uh, again, about 120 yards more than what they were averaging coming into this ballgame. Penalties, eight for the Broncos, 79 yards. They had 28.04 of time of possession. Individual numbers for Hastings rushing. Anthony Cloyd coming in the game, 11 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown for Cloyd. 
Samaniego with 15 carries and 52 yards. And uh, Darvante Knight, eight carries and 45 yards. Receiving today, Noah House uh, had a good afternoon, four catches, 98 yards. Austin Curley, four catches, 49 yards. And Taj Willingham, a catch and 34. Glenn Wallace always also got into the action one. Reception and 17 yards. Leading tackler today, the guy that's been leading all season long, Wesley Jardine with 11 total tackles. Josh Johnson with six. But again, uh, Hastings with a, a less than stellar performance here in Fremont today, but they get away with the Watchhorn McLaughlin Trophy, and the Broncos will move to 3-5 and five and look next week a home game against the defenders of Dort. So a 15-7 final score. Hastings College uh, wins it here this afternoon over the uh, Midland University Warriors. Hastings uh, will move on to face, like Jimmy said, the Dort defenders next Saturday. Stick around. we got the player of the game coming up next in the coaches' postgame show. You're listening to Bronco Football in 1230 KHAS. Hastings College Play-By-Play is brought to you by the KHAS Sports Boosters, local businesses supporting local youth and local athletes. Stay tuned. Our Bronco football coverage continues with the player of the game and the coach's post-game show. Your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, 1230 KHAS. Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings is the trusted name in sports injury management. The staff of PTSR provides up-to-date and efficient care of sports-related injuries, returning athletes quickly and safely back to the playing field. PTSR offers free evaluation of sports-related injuries to all area athletes during convenient 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday. Call 402-462-8824. Remember, Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings for all your physical or occupational therapy needs. You might be a big city mayor, an astronaut, a professional athlete, a retired national championship coach, a member of Congress, the president of a major university, an Olympic champion. If you are, you might be a Hastings College alumnus. Former Broncos populate some of the highest positions in the most prestigious areas of endeavor. We're asking you to stay in touch. Support Hastings College. Log on to Hastings.edu and click on the Alumni Friends and Giving link. The Player of the Game is brought to you by Farm Bureau Financial Services and Agent Marty DeMove. For all of your insurance needs, see Marty at 813 West 2nd Street in Hastings. So again, Hastings College uh, wins it here today. Final score of 15-7 over Midland. This is the Player of the Game on 1230 KHIS. Yeah, the Broncos had a pretty good day uh, rushing the football. 209 yards on the ground today for Hastings. Anthony Cloyd ends up with 68 yards. Cruz Samaniego had 52 yards in the ball game. Darvante Knight, 45 yards. And Jake Fowler had 17 yards. Cruz throws for, uh, throws for 223 yards in the contest today. Noah Hausch near the uh, 100-yard mark as far as receiving. He had four receptions and 98 yards. And then you look at the, the defense where Wesley Jardine comes up with 11 tackles in the ball game today. All candidates for our player of the game will come back and uh, name our winners right after this. At Far Bureau Financial Services, we're here to make insurance simple through all stages of life. Knowing your loved ones will be taken care of can give you peace of mind, and you can count on your local Farm Bureau agent to help determine the amount of life insurance that's right for you. You already trust us to help protect your valuables. Now trust us to help protect what you value most, your loved ones. Call Marty DeMuth and Hastings today to see how we make insurance simple. 
Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Securities and Services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Our players of the game today for Hastings College on offense is going to be uh, Anthony Cloyd. Again, he leads the, the ball carriers. He had 68 yards on the ground today, 11 totes. He scores a uh, touchdown, or they had him for a touchdown. That's not right. Uh, Anthony Cloyd with 11 totes and 68 yards in the football game here today. And then uh, defensively, Wesley Jardine is going to be named our player of the game. Again, he had 11 tackles in the contest today, nine unassisted and uh, four assisted tackles today. So Wesley Jardine and Anthony Cloyd are uh, players of the game today for Hastings College as the Broncos knock off Midland by a score of 15-7. to Stick around. The coach is up next. You're listening to Bronco Football on 1230 KHAS. The player of the game is brought to you by Farm Bureau Financial Services and Agent Marty DeMuth at 813 West 2nd Street in Hastings. Stay tuned. More post-game is coming up on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports. 1230 KHAS. Ladies, Gary Michaels Clothiers is not just for men. They have beautiful, fine, quality clothing from lines such as Conrad C., Sharon Young, Windridge, Parkhurst, and Dami Bahama for polished, professional looks. Gary Michaels carries a full line of Brighton jewelry and accessories from head to toe. Brighton earrings down to Brighton boots. Fall handbags arriving daily, now available in the Carney store. Ladies, set yourself apart with fall fashions from Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks, Carney. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. The Columbus Day sale is on now at Furniture Direct in Hastings. Revitalize your bedroom with four-piece bedroom sets including dresser, mirror, headboard, and nightstand as low as $4.99. Treat yourself and enjoy the luxury of a lift recliner, only $4.99. No interest financing is available, too. 24 months, subject to credit approval. Hurry into Furniture Direct on South Burlington in Hastings, behind Sonics, and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. This is the Coach's Post Game Show. Now let's go back to the field with Mike Will and Jimmy Purcell. All right, back to the uh, field here in Fremont. Hastings picks up a win over Midland. Final score of 15-7 to here today. Would somebody go across the field and get uh, a ride for the coach? Well, I'll tell you what, it's a long way from the, uh, the football complex to uh, our, our point over here on the opposite side of the field. Yeah, their locker rooms are on the uh, far side. I, I spotted him. He's down there. Shaking hands and looks like he's running for Congress over there, shaking hands and hugging people after the Broncos get a uh, 15 to 7 victory. But it's going to take him quite a while to get over here. But again, uh, Broncos coming off a bye week, really sluggish offensively and uh, really having uh, a lot of troubles. They squandered away a lot of opportunities down in the red zone today. We had an interception down there, we had a touchdown called back via a penalty, missed a couple of field goals. So a uh, fumble down there. Uh, Anthony Cloyd fumbled at the uh, at the goal line, and so a lot of opportunities today the uh, Broncos had, but just not able to come up. But the biggest thing is it's a W, and it's in the right column. Again, the Broncos move now to 3-5, and five, and as I said early in the ball game, they've got uh, some very manageable games. You look ahead, uh, again, Dort coming in there. They're playing better football, but, uh, again, it's still Dort. And then you also look ahead to uh, Nebraska Wesleyan. They've uh, kind of had an up-and-down season. That'll be the final game. That will be in Lincoln, so – couple games left to go here for Hastings. Yeah, Hastings can finish uh, with a three-game winning streak yeah. here at the end of the season. Uh, go 5-5 five and five after kind of a, a rocky first part of the season. Uh, we, we can build on that, like a lot of new guys uh, on this football roster. And uh, 
A lot of young guys in the building for the 2016 season. Well, you do, and uh, we've talked all year long. A lot of youth has been able to get into football games here this season for Tony Harper and his coaching staff. So that uh, that gives you a little momentum going into the off season and uh, a little bounce in your steps, step, so to speak. But uh, you look for Midland. Goodness, they've had all kinds of troubles this season—a one and one and eight season so far—and then you get to tell the kids that. We get the next week play Morningside, and then we get to play Northwestern back-to-back to finish out the season. So a couple of tall tests for the Warriors going into the final game of the season. And uh, Dave Gillespie just had walked behind us here just a moment ago, the athletic director. He's the interim head coach, so uh, he'll be in search of, and I'm sure already in search of a replacement for their court coach, uh, Josh Garing, who they released uh, earlier this week. All right, coach has uh, made his way over across the field. We'll join him in just a couple of minutes. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to Bronco Football on 1230 KHAS. Comfort means something different to everyone, and Frigidaire offers home comfort solutions as unique as your family. You can design systems that control seasonal allergens, humidity, and other environmental factors, or get rid of hot and cold spots with independent comfort zones. Call 402-463-4853 and Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning will work with you to design the system that's perfect for your family. Experience trusted Frigidaire comfort and exceptional service from Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning in Hastings and Kearney. Call 402-463-4853. Hi, Mike and Jimmy back here at the uh, Heatham Field in uh, Fremont here this afternoon. Hastings College picking up a win over the uh, Midland University Warriors by the score of uh, 15-7 to as the coach has uh, made his way uh, across the field here today. It's uh, Halloween. It's been a spooky day. We, we don't have headsets for you because they're broken they're down broke. today too. But uh, it's kind of like a, the rest of the day. It was, just, uh, it was good enough to uh, win this football game, but congratulations. That's going to feel good. Yeah, it feels good. It's good to see those kids uh, celebrating in that locker room, being able to bring that – McLaughlin watch one trophy back to Hastings for another year. You know, it's talking to Coach Gillespie after the game there for a second. We didn't know if either team wanted to win the game. We were just kind of going back and forth. But uh, proud of how the kids com- competed, how they finished. We just got we got a lot of work ahead of us, though. So. You did save a spot on the bus for the uh, trophy, right? Um, that trophy will be sitting in the back with our seniors again. Well, that's good. That's watch one. The McLaughlin trophy is uh, coming back to Hastings. Let's talk about this ball game. Kind of a uh, weird thing from the very beginning. We we had our chances to put uh, some more points on the scoreboard and just had uh, problems in the red zone a couple of times. Yeah, you know, and credit to, to Midland's defense and how they were playing their coverage and how they were rolling it down and playing up some man-to-man stuff. You know, they played some two-man against us. We couldn't get off the press. Our tight end couldn't get off the six tech that those guys had. Um, their linebackers flew down hard. You know, we had some guys open. We just need to, <clears throat> excuse me, make, make some quicker decisions. But, again, they buckled down when they needed to. Uh, but when we're down there in the red zone, we got to get at least three points out of that. So we got to work on some of that as well. Yeah, threw a pick down there in the red zone one time. We had a couple of missed field goals today. Uh, one was a chip shot. So, like we said, we lost just a, just a ton of points out there in the field today. We got to halftime, and Jimmy and I both looked at each other and said this should be like a – 21 to nothing uh, ball game, and we look up and we're still in a contest. Yeah, and, and again, it was credit to Coach Gillespie and that staff at Midland and, and their players and how hard they wanted to play. We didn't we didn't finish drives, uh, we didn't get turnovers and stops like we needed to on the defensive side of the football. But at the end of the day, we did have more points than them. So, and, and when you play against two teams that with the emotions those guys have gone through this past week, because I'm sure it's been hard for them and tough for them as well. And then, you know, we. Well, we really didn't have anything to go through, to be quite honest with you. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a football game. Somebody had to win. Right at the end of the, the first half, you guys came up with a, a big, big uh, interception right at the end of the, the first half when they were going into 
for a touchdown there. Jacob Tarr on a tip pass, a big interception. Yeah, it was. You know, we've been preaching to guys. We're not exactly, you know, if you like we talked about the other day. We, we When we walk off the dog, we don't have a bunch of guys that look really good on hoof at times. But So we got to use our athleticism, our speed, get our hands up. I think we may have tipped that ball, um, I think, with one of our pressures off the edge. Jake did a great job of reading it coming up. He had his, his man-to-man coverage down there in that situation. Broke on the ball, and the smartest thing he did was he fell forward. You know, he tried to get what he did instead of trying to go back and, you know, like you see him do on TV all the time, kind of run around, do all that stuff. He went forward and then went down. So it was a head. He he is a very smart football player. Okay, we'll take a break and come back again. Hastings College picking up a win today over Midland. Final score, fifteen to seven. We'll be back with more after this. When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's now uses the new environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust at 201 East South Street in Hastings. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high quality hand picked vehicles. Good, clean, low mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd in Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. <laughs> Coaches are admiring my attire. I, I, I broke it out today, and Jimmy, he, he says, what are you doing? I said, I've got to wear this just for Coach Harp. The Oakland Raiders have made their appearance. It is a great-looking shirt. I don't think I would ever have said, I appreciate everything you've done for us, but I don't think I've ever said this, but that shirt looks good on you. I couldn't believe it. We were getting fuel, and he got out, and I said, what? I didn't realize you were dressing up for Halloween, and he said he was wearing it for you today, so I, I don't know. Just win, baby. Just win. 15-7, to 7, the uh, final score. Hastings College uh, wins it here today. Able to rush the football against these guys a little bit today. We've been working on that. been talking about that the past couple of weeks, but today – you use a plethora of uh, running backs back there today. Anthony Cloyd uh, got extended time today. Well, I think it's a credit to those offensive coaches. You know, Coach Mullring is the OC, Coach Kamara receivers, Coach McCauley the running backs coach, Coach E and Coach O. Those guys are on the same page. We did something a little bit different than we've done in the past. We had Coach Mo upstairs in the Crow uh, today, and, and Coach E and Coach Kamara and Coach McCauley were on the sidelines like they have been, and the communication I thought went really well. I thought those guys did a great job of rotating their backs in, rotating their receivers in. There was never a time when when it was uh, just a mass chaos over there. The only time that we kind of got in trouble is when our headsets went out and I had called burn a timeout um, later on in the fourth quarter. But um, offensively, we were able to move that football, and you've got to be able to run the football in this league. Talk about uh, the end of the ball game when they got a couple of completed passes and, and made things interesting there at the end. Why you got to bring that up for? I, I was feeling good. I mean, the defense pitched a shutout. We even scored a t- touchdown on the defensive side of football. We haven't got to that yet. Okay. I was just, that okay. just popped up here. Uh, um, you know, it, <clears throat> first off, their big play, I think it was third down. Maybe it was fourth, fourth down. down. It was yep. fourth down down here, and they kind of threw basically a jump ball. We had our corner underneath. We had our safety tar over the top, and that guy just high-pointed the ball. We didn't make a, a great judgment on our jump and our timing with it. He came down for it, so credit to their quarterback and their receiver doing that. You know, and that's the thing. That's the difference between us and some other teams. We got to want to make that play. I know we want to, but we got to take better angles. And then coming down here, you know, um, uh, we played some man-to-man down here. We got beat inside. It was a, it was a good route. It was a good ball. And credit to those guys. But I, like I told Alex coming off the side, I go, man, we had a shutout. We had a shutout. You got beat inside, man. You're supposed to be the money guy. But, you know, it, it, the thing with Alex is he didn't give up. He was fighting for the ball. Um, and it was the correct call on the officials' part. Uh, but we just got to do better with our feet, and we can't give up that inside. Now you can chirp. 
You can chirp on your defense. Uh, Kelly McBride getting a, a pick six right at the beginning of the second half, which was huge. Yeah, that was huge because we had to come back out there. Um, they had the ball. We kicked off to them to start the second half. And, you know, they had some success toward that end of the first half, like you said. And we got uh, we were opportunistic. We got a turnover down here with Tar's interception. That interception by Kelly um, and then to take it in for the score was huge. It just gave us the momentum uh, defensively, the, the feeling like, okay, we're calling a nice, simple scheme. Let's get out and make sure we understand our drops and we read off everything. So he sees uh, Windsor today, 15-7. to seven. You were kind of concerned about uh, Coach Gillespie kind of taking over and, and uh, not knowing really what you're going to see. Did they do anything that you guys were not expecting today? Yeah, yes and no. Um, they, they, they ran the formations and in, in, in the route combination, different things like that that we expected. What we, what we did not expect that I thought was great on their part is, is we saw a lot more speed option than what we'd seen, not on just a specific down like we'd seen. So I think he made a great adjustment with that. It really, it really causes problems in the first half. We spent a lot of time in, the second, in halftime trying to adjust that. And then they come back out, and I think they only hit it once or twice on us in the second half. But they they confidence, or excuse me, they came back on side on that zone read stuff in the a gap instead of they were going so wide. So they didn't really change philosophically what they were doing, but their their mesh points, their point of attack was different, and it did cause us some problems. So uh, he sings uh, wins it. And that, that's just got to feel good like we started the, the, this portion of the show with the feel good. Uh, get back on the bus. You got a, a victory. You got two games uh, left to go now. But uh, this one uh, probably huge for you guys. It's huge for, you know, a, cu- a couple reasons to, to, to show to our guys that, hey, you got to stay the course regardless of what your situation is. Somebody's got a little bit tougher situation than you do, number one. Number two, you're going to have to win these close ball games like this. I can't remember the last time we won a close ball game like this except for a couple years. Now, don't say the first game of the year because that one don't count. Um, maybe a couple years ago. So it shows that those guys fought, and we maintained the lead. We had the lead throughout, and we maintained that lead, and that's a huge um, good teams are able to do that. And we want to send these seniors out. Now, we got two tough games uh, coming up, two drastic different offenses and defenses that we're going to see. But I think this shows the guys confidence, work hard, get after, playing for each other. That's the biggest thing that they should have accomplished. And seeing those guys in that locker room holding that trophy up, Austin Curley was holding it up, and they had some chant going on. And heck, the time, half the time I can't understand what they're saying. Like, they can't understand what I'm saying. But it, it's good to see those cats smile because um, I love those guys. They worked hard. Those coaches did a great job preparing for these for these last two weeks. Just don't break the trophy, will you? Get it home if, in one piece. If you uh, leave it in Austin's hands, you're probably okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I broke it the last time we was here and had to put that wood base on it. This time I'm not allowed to touch it. Not at all. Coach Saver the win. We'll see you next week. Thank you all. Yep, that's uh, Tony Harper, the head man for Hastings College. The Broncos winning this thing today, holding on 15-7 to down the stretch. Uh, Midland scoring with a, a minute to go in the ball game to make things interesting, but Hastings able to run out the clock after uh, an onside kick goes awry, and Hastings gets out of here with a win. The Broncos will improve to 3-5 and five now in the season with two games to go. They're 2-5 and five in the uh, Great Plains Athletic Conference. I don't know whether it's more entertaining doing games with you or watching you do the post game show with Harp after a victory, he's uh, he's pretty pretty animated up here. He's having a a good time. Yeah, a win's a win. It doesn't matter what it is. And uh, again, you build off of this one. You try to get one next week. Get one at the end of the year. And as you said five and five. That sounds a whole lot better than what it, it uh, was looking a few weeks ago. So hopefully the Broncos can rebuild, get a couple more to end the year, get a little bounce in their step, get some momentum going for all the youth that they have on this football team. It'll be Hastings and Dort next Saturday. Again, airtime will be at 12 o'clock noon for the Tony Harper pregame show. 1 o'clock for the kickoff between Hastings and the Defenders. Stick around. We've got all the scores coming up 
on the uh, the fifth quarter as Bailey Crow would join us. All the scores from across the Great Plains Athletic Conference and across the nation here today. For Jimmy Purcell, I'm Mike Will, wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon from Fremont. You've been listening to the Coach's Post Game Show. Our Bronco football coverage continues with the fifth quarter. Coming up next on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, 1230 KHAS. Whether you're talking